Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, donkeys? Happy Wednesday. Junkies come, coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. Appreciate you listening to us on 910 The Fan in Richmond, Virginia. And we are streaming live on the Odyssey app. You can take us on the go with that Odyssey app wherever you are. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network, brought to you by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber. Just visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. We thank you for tuning in this Wednesday morning, January 10th, 2024. I'm John Paul Flame, joined by Eric Bickle. Good morning. Morning. Johnny Cake Sawville's here. Hello, everybody. Good morning to you. And Good Jason Bishop. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So you guys don't have to deal with uh, carpools anymore. The rain out yesterday. The fact that they mm. closed schools early ah. in Montgomery County was so tilting to me because I was looking forward to having my kid back in school. First day back in school after being sick, mm-hmm. not having to pick up carpool until 3, 3.30 p.m. Instead, uh-huh. had to get in line at 12.30, and I actually didn't pick them up till because they had the kids inside St. Elizabeth's school. They didn't want them standing outside waiting for the carpool line. So you get in this line, and just a massive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have this system where you, they're different rows, and I didn't pick up my kid till 1.15. Where is St. Elizabeth? It's on Montrose Road. Yeah. I wonder why. Just I mean, they knew, the, they knew the storm was coming. I wonder why they even sent them if they thought they were going to just let them out early. Well, Are you kidding understand. me? I understand it's why rain. they. I just understand why they right, let them out point. early. That's if they if you're gonna if you know you're gonna let them out early, why why even send them? Doesn't make sense to me. Well, so my, you would have canceled the whole day. I would have well, canceled anything. <laughs> well, no, I, what sense. I'm saying, what I'm saying is, if you you know the storm's coming <clears> and you know you're going to let them out early, why even send them? It's just a hassle for all the parents anyway. Well, maybe they didn't know they were going to close it. Oh, a true but, hassle for the people. I mean, I have a job where I can actually go. I don't know how everybody else does it. They just have to leave their jobs. I mean, yeah. Or drag their kids, kids always come first. Drag so. their kids along. They do. They knew the storm was coming for days. So if you know you're going to send them out, why? why well, what what them? I would have done, Jason, is never closed it. Correct. So I, I actually understand. Went, ran errands yesterday. I wouldn't have either. <laughs> my, my, my daughter said, well, the tree's going to blow on you. I said, are you kidding I went it's out a pretty normal day. <laughs> I couldn't have been more normal. It was just a lot of rain. A lot. It was a lot sure. of rain. Grant you that. But it wasn't like... And if you live near a place that like floods all the time, you're going to deal with flooding. Like, I mean, yeah, Alexandria I mean, was flooding. Sure. Yeah. Annapolis was flooding. Well, Beach Drive. I Beach know Drive was yeah. underwater. It's yeah. nothing compared to those, but Beach Drive is underwater. I live right off Beach Drive. But, you know, it's okay. We can navigate through life with a little rain. <laughs> 
I, I'm stunned that they that they closed schools. But I think JP was right too. I think they're desperate to use snow days. Yeah, I was thinking about it as I was driving. I, I don't in think today. they've used. A, I mean, they may have used snow days, but I saw something, and Jason would know better. Why would they? Do, why, why I are saw they something that snow we haven't had an inch are, of snow. Well, teachers don't have any control over that. We haven't had a, an inch of snow together. Yeah. Okay, we've had a couple dozen. We haven't had an inch of snow in over two years. Right. Yes, correct. No, but like I think people in the school system, by and large, and I would count administrators amongst them. They're desperate for days off. Yeah. It seems like everybody it? I know, associate, and that's true, Case. Sure. Everybody loves days off. But everybody I know is affiliated with education. I have a lot of educators, school counselors, teachers <laughs> in my family. I've never seen bigger rain slash snow dances. Sure. They get so excited my for days off. My wife's a teacher. Off. She gets butt sliced when, right. when there's a day and it, off. And I was thinking about it as I was getting in my car this morning. I was like, you know, here we are. It's January what? Eighth, ninth, tenth, tenth, whatever the hell it is, I can't keep track. It's the tenth. Um, you know, fe- it basically only snows maybe in February now, which is to me great. Uh, but you know, our little window of snow, of real snowfall around yeah. here, is very small. Well, I mean, last when, year was the warmest re- uh, year of, on record. I yeah. know that when, when we were younger, when we were like in middle, high school, probably even college, like. When December hits, oh, yeah, you, you start you start bracing for like snow. You can actually have like a white Christmas now. Like I, December hits on the calendar. I don't even think I don't even think of Dude, like a real snowstorm. There are days in December when it's like fifty degrees, sixty degrees. The, the driving range at Norbeck is packed. <laughs> yeah. Parking sure. lot is jammed. Trust me, I know. I've yeah. seen all the dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's. A, in fact, it's been so warm. I was talking to my buddy the other day. I'm pretty sure occasionally they're still mowing the grass. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised by that. In January. Well, I'm fine with it. Trust me, Mike. Yeah, me too. The guy who cuts my ever. grass. Yeah, I'm fine cutting, with no snow. Guy who's cutting my grass is cutting deep in, <laughs> into the season. I was I was stroking him Venmo payments like <laughs> into December. Right. With the quickness. But I do think like because once March comes around, it doesn't really snow that much in March, right? We basically I mean, you have can't a have used to used to, but not anymore. It's so it's, it feels like it's a February thing. Yeah, February. Maybe, We've had some maybe, big ones in March. late January, but for the most part. Yeah, I can remember we were, uh, no, that was that was late January, early February. Remember we were in Florida and we had to fly mm-hmm. back because it was a big snowstorm. Yeah, we were definitely. in Miami. Well, that was for the, yeah. well, that was for the Super Bowl. Was that for yeah, the Super Bowl? I think so. That yeah. happened at least one or two times where we flew back from <laughs> a warm climate into just like a whiteout. Yeah. Like, my wife was pretty happy. I stayed in Miami. I had my car parked in one of the, because I was a uh, I was a number. I had my car parked in the cheapest economy lot, like in either mm-hmm. Dulles, the satellite park. Uh, yeah, I think I did it parking. with you. And we got dropped off by the bus. Couldn't find our cars. And I thought it was like we were in, ep- in an episode of The Last of Us. I thought mm-hmm. we were just going to die yeah. out there in the parking lot trying to find our cars. The Last of Us. What a good show. Right. I'm so bitter. I'm looking at my most recent. Landscaping bill. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Tilt City USA. Shrub trimming, weeding for the fall, three fifty. Three fifty. Fall leaf cleanup, two hundred. Lime application, fifty-seven bucks. Late fall fertilizer, fifty-seven bucks. My total, seven hundred thirty-four. I, I tell bucks. him to hold the lime. <laughs> fifty-seven he bucks. He doesn't. I can go to Harris Teeter get two limes for a dollar. I don't know what you're doing over there. <laughs> my last bill was 137. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. 734 bucks for my steep. Oh my pricey. god! I'm just gonna run out of money. <laughs> well, I had a guy. I remember I had a guy over at the house yesterday fixing my tub mm-hmm. upstairs, and uh, my tub is so old. It's 17 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm not of the inclination to get a new one. Right. How often do you use the tub? I use it all the time. Do you? (laughs) I use it all the time, Jake. Um, But I'm not going to get a new one. It's a perfectly fine tub. It's got some work. You know, it's 17 years old. Needed new buttons or whatever. Um, (laughs) The guy spent about 40 minutes. Uh, I've seen the parts on eBay before. Uh About $10 in parts. Yeah. 302 bucks. Hey, it's a good living. What are you going to do? I, I can't do it. He's got you by the Bozak. Yeah. There's nothing you can do at that he point. He said he's basically the game in town. Yeah. He he services everybody in Montgomery County, Virginia, but D.C. He's the, he's the only bathtub slash bathroom remodeler. No, like with like jacuzzi. Oh, jacuzzi. And like okay, got it. Old tubs that they don't, mm. they don't even make the parts for them anymore. You have to use aftermarket that's, parts. That's his niche. That's I refuse to say niche. It's niche. It always Either will one be. works for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's his niche. Yep. And profitable niche, too. Yeah. He's found a good spot. Came in there, and I thought it was going to be a whole debacle. I thought he was going to have to cut a hole in the wall to get access to thing. I don't know. He just had to replace this one little thing. I've seen the kid online. It's like 10 bucks. Yep. What are you going to do? He had me buy the short hair He's shakes. just better. He, he just knows how to do it, and you or I don't know how to do those things. Yep. Or we're unwilling to right, learn so you overpay. how to do those things. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I think he has a lifetime of experience. Of course. And he's better at it. Let's be honest. Even even if you dedicated a year of your life to trying to do what he does, he's going to be better because he's been doing it forever. He's been doing it his whole and he's life. A, and he's a natural. He was probably 70 years old. I actually thought he was going to stroke out. He went up my stairs. He was breathing so heavy. <laughs> oh, he was no. a heavy smoker. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I just thought he, I didn't know if he was going to make it. <laughs> you didn't want to smoke sh- in the house, right? Oh. But, I mean, I could smell it. He's talking about having a cigarette. Yeah. I mean, you can't, oh, you can't have a contractor just puffing away. No, the guys are good. Your house. These like, contractors are good, man. They take the shoes off. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they respect your home. They're, they're professionals. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Yep. That's what I love about the crop guys. They always put those shoe covers on. <laughs> you do love that. And I always tell them you don't have to do it, even right. though I really want them to do right, it. Right, right. Deep be down, polite. you definitely want them to and do they, it. They say, no, no, we have to. It's policy. So, right. All right. Right. You're not policy. one of those guys when you have people over that make people take off their shoes, are you? How many times have you asked that question? <laughs> I yes. don't know. Yes. I don't remember. A billion times and a billion times, yes. You make I mean, them I won't, take off their shoes? I don't make them. Like, but so when you I, had 50 people have, over, when you talked about your Thanksgiving. I never have was. my shoes, I mean, on, so it's kind of a signal to people. But yeah, I think also some people, people will know. see shoes by the door and they get the signal. Some people will take them off. Some people so won't. how many people do you have over for Thanksgiving? A lot. Too many. Like a lot of smelly feet. A lot of people. So they, there and, was I'll, just, and I'll never do that. So again. at your front door, there's a hundred shoes there. Yeah, there's a hundred, but oh I mean, God. the kids weren't taking their shoes off. Hey, I wear my I shoes. Know, I had like fifty people over for New Year's. I don't make people take off their shoes. Do you wear your shoes in the house? Uh, not all the time, but usually I wear. Shoes. I mean, we have hardwood floors. I wear shoes in or some sort of like hard slipper with you know the little cushiony. Yeah, thing. I refuse to walk through my house barefoot. No, that hurt. No. I have a pair of indoor shoes. Silly hokas, just go around the house in them. Right, mm. will not walk in my house barefoot. No, kind of that hurt. is that is barbaric well, slash primitive. Barefoot, kind of no. hurts your foot. Like, yeah, my, my toes are like my hands; they're very soft and supple. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I can't have like I can't step on something like Winnie leaves a dog bone lying around. Like I can't step. No, on when that I, and if I walk foot. around even like with socks, it's there's not enough cushion there. Yeah. I must I'm with be you. too fat or something. Like, I'm with I need you. Cushion. Totally with you. I need cushion. Soft. I like to have soft. Landing on every step. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, 
my policy is you got to take your shoes off. So if you ever, you probably never will come to my house. But if you do come, you're probably going to know, all right, Jason wants some shoes take by the, the shoes I know, and I will As eat, long as you have socks on. I will right, eat it right. for you, yeah. but I'll be miserable the whole time. <laughs> I would do it for you. I would, I would, you wouldn't even have and to Luca ask. And Luca won't go eat the shoes. She's good about that. She does leaves, not eat leaves shoes. the shoes alone. Does not eat shoes. Okay, doesn't good. leave a turd on the shoes. No, she won't do that. <laughs> Very polite to shoes. By the way, speaking of dogs, I, just a weird thing happened to me yesterday. I, we have a puppy. Yeah. She has to go on walks because she's high energy. All right. So we, even in yesterday's monsoon hellscape weather, yeah. we took her for a walk. Uh-huh. We're three, I believe we're actually three doors down from my house, Jason. Almost home. Driving rain. There's a, there's a box out in the middle of the road. So I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to be a good neighbor. I'm going to go out and move the box so that, you know, traffic doesn't stack up. People don't get in accidents trying to, you know, drive around this box in the middle of the road. Yep. So I, I, I walk out. I, I give the quick stop to the Jeep that's behind it, move it, put it in the trash can it obviously came out of. Guy rolls his window, and I goes, cakes. Yep. Turn around. I can't really see him. I have to approach the vehicle because of the rain and wind. And what are the, adverse odds? What are the weather. odds of this, by the way? I walk up. <laughs> it was our buddy. Scott Bavaro, who we were talking about on <laughs> yesterday's show nice. for like two minutes. He was on his way to Norbeck because he works for TaylorMade, you know, right. like visiting the pro, the shop pro shop Yeah. Just out of the blue. Did you like, ask him for a new driver or anything? I did not ask him for a the new driver. Tony would be size. No, I just, I, I said, hey, you know, we What's talked the latest for 20 stealth seconds. driver or the QI-10? I didn't or ask yeah, for any of those things. The QI-10? QXIO I told him uh, maybe we'll meet up one. for a drink at the bar at Norbeck uh, another time. Yeah. But that was just weird. That, that we, were we were just talking about. about, about. I know. And Scott, then, holler at your boy. It's I a just small world. Yeah, small world. Did he still Stiff have shaft. some mojo balls from his no, Nike no, days? No, he did laugh about the fact that we were talking about <laughs> the Nike mojo. Those days are over. Those days are done. Mojo deals. He's yep. on to bigger and better things. He mm. may be shipping something our way. Mm. Very good. It's right, just let, a weird like happenstance yeah. yesterday. Let's go, to, let's go to the phones. Let's see if the phones are working early. What day is today? Wednesday? It's not quite it Thursday Wednesday, yet. Wednesday, yes. Little, little open line bit here. Let's go to JR in Fort Washington. Hey, JR, what's up, buddy? You're on the jump. Well, it's long time no speak. How y'all been? Oh, what's this up, JR, JR, the old bus driver? Oh, Where that... you been, buddy? Wow. Oh, I'm not, I'm not a bus driver anymore. I'm a station manager now, so I just sit on my tail all day. Oh, he's 20, moving on 20, up. 25 nice. years in the company, man. How many years? Hey, 45. 45. Wow, good for you, man. That's awesome. Hey, remember back when I was at HFS, I won that contest. It was a newlywed. <laughs> it was probably about 21 years ago. You're a big dude. I remember you were a big dude. He's a big guy. Actually, I'm not as big anymore. I'm probably about your size now, Lurch. I've lost 120 pounds. Wow. Oh, well, good, 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 good for you. You lost, yeah, you lost the cakes. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was 370, 370. Actually, about 340 to about 230. Wow. Nice, nice job, buddy. Nice. Yeah. So when I won that trip, it was the newlywed thing. So we flew out to Vegas. Right. And so it was around Valentine's Day. So we had that newlywed game or whatever. Junkywed. So, yeah. Yeah, junkywed. It was junkywed, <laughs> but it was a newlywed yes. game that was in Vegas that show. Okay. Oh, okay. So when we went to the airport to come back, it was like all the flights are canceled. Like, what in the world's going on? It was a big snowstorm back here. Right. We were stuck in Vegas. For three additional days. Oh, and man. during that time, my oldest son was one. My middle son was like six months. And they were with my brother-in-law. And we were like stuck <clears> in <throat> Vegas for a couple of days. And this was like, say, Valentine's Day, what, about 2022? 
All right. I mean, two, two thousand. So you're telling us a twenty-two year old story. <laughs> I love, I love was, getting was the update. About, y'all were talking about snow, right? And then you know that that was something that you know I won a contest. Good old CK used to give me the hookup all the time back then when he was a producer. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah, it was. It was so just, then that. Was, so I guess the idea was that was in February. That was in, it. Was Valentine's, Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day, so was like, right? Uh, February. Of, uh, 2002 or 2003, something like that. I love that right. he's calling it Valentine's Day. Just roll with it. I love <laughs> that, I'm, I'm, old, I'm old school. You do DC that. You do How that. old are you, so JR? If you've been with the company 45 years, what are you, about 60 plus? No, 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 25 years. Oh, I thought you said 45. next Tuesday. 25. Oh. I've been, yeah, I've been with Metro for 25 years. Wow. If you see something, say something. I'll be retired, man. I'm <laughs> right. y'all. Shoot. Silly pension for JR. Right. Just, just oh, my God, money. yeah. Yeah. Right. Crazy pension. Like, yeah, crazy pension. I'd be looking good. Good. You guys have a good one, All man. Right, All right, man. take care, JR. DJs JR. have zero pension. Man, zero. It's amazing. I haven't JR. heard from that dude in like 20 years. Yeah, it's been quite like. a while. He Still used to there. call us all the time from his bus. Yes. That's right. Driving the bus. Damn. Yeah, he was a big dude. Good too. to know he's still listening. Yeah. Where's Blind Mookie? He must be dead. <laughs> I haven't heard from a lot of guys. I feel like guys. Blind Mookie's dead. <laughs> you always yeah. ask about That's Mookie. That's all I know for a fact. Uh, Derek from Logan Derek Circle. <laughs> you, know, you know that. He has to In your to heart be. of hearts, you know it. Well, he now, was... Blind Mookie's brother was Cock Diesel Tony, right? Cock Diesel <laughs> yeah. Tracy. Tracy? Yeah, I think Tracy. I think it was Cock Diesel <laughs> yeah. Tracy. I don't know how we get away with calling him that this many years later, but sure, let's do it. He's uh, jacked. I think Blind Mookie dead and Derek from Logan Circle dead. I mean, because Derek was to hang out with us when he was like 50 and we were 30, so now he's probably like 75. He's for sure dead. Yeah, it's yeah. been too long. He would have <laughs> called. From Hold on. You're putting who on what age? Derek. At 75? Well, I feel like he was like... <laughs> He was he probably was like t- way older than us. Hmm. He looked. He, he looked. Maybe, kind maybe of ten. I, I think he was about ten years older than us. All right, so he's at least sixty-five. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's mid-sixties. Yeah, I think he played football with us that one time when Banana Peel Healy <laughs> had his accident. We actually played a football game That's in the snow. He was way older yeah, than yeah, everyone. That's he, where he was exposed. He's been. He's been to, <laughs> the, you know the how some guys just Walker? look like they're a lot younger, but then you all of a sudden you get him on the field and you're like, oh, that dude's old. <laughs> Man, you. You guys goof on me for injuries. Banana peel. That guy's that guy's a dainty he's, ecosystem. He's <laughs> yeah. Seriously. All right. It is a game show Wednesday today. Coming up at 720, we will play some junker to your chance to win Caps tickets, Wizards tickets. Ooh. We have tickets to go see Chris Stapleton. So a lot on the line. We'll do that coming up at 720 this morning. Also on the show today, talk some Caps. The head coach, Spencer Carberry, joins us at 7 o'clock. Mike Valenti, a radio show host in Detroit, is going to join us at 8.20. We'll get some skinny on Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, Jim Harbaugh, and more. And we've got Brad Spielberg on the show from Pro Football Focus. He put out some tweets yesterday about Drake May versus Caleb Williams. So we'll get some skinny on that because, of course, the Commanders have the number two pick. So a lot to get into. Don't go anywhere. We're the Junkies. On the fan. Welcome back. Jucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. You can always give us a call on the MGM National Harbor Lister lines at 800-636-1067. You can text us on the Tom Creek Windows text machine. Standard message and data charges may apply. It's the same number, 800-636-1067. The head coach of the Cap, Spencer Carberry, joins us at 7. Game show Wednesday at 7.20, your chance to win Wizards, Caps, and Chris Stapleton tickets. But right now, we open up the Junkies Sports page, brought to you by Offenbachers. Visit them in Annapolis, Rockville, or Herndon. They have a huge selection of outdoor furniture, 
fire pits, hot tubs, and swim spots. Another job opening. We kind of heard rumors of this with uh, Mike Vrabel being let go by Amy Adams Strunk, the owner of the uh, Tennessee Titans yesterday. You know what? She get her money. I think well, I she's the daughter of Bud Adams, right? Oh, she is. She's the Inherited. I don't know how Bud Adams if I, I do think I, th- I think I heard loyal, 75% I think, right? of millionaires that's inherited money. Now, if I were her, I, I would drop like the strunk. I would just go with Amy Adams. <laughs> well, that must I mean, be her married name, right? Well, still, yeah. I, I'd, I would punt that name away. Then they think you're the actress. Adams is fine. Adams is better than strunk. I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> it's not even close. All right, but let's just talk about Vrabel for a second. I think Vrabel's a good a coach. Great coach. Yeah, I know. And he's he was only there six years. He went to a championship game. He had three playoff appearances in six years. He had high garbage as quarterback. He didn't have any. I mean, besides Henry, what, what talent? Right, did he all have? he could do is yeah. stuff the ball into Derrick Henry's midsection no, 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 and no. play he, good defense. He had DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, but he was up and down this year. Like the passing. No, this year the passing game was meh. They've he, always been a power running game. Yeah, but he didn't have Hopkins at his prime. That's true. He's a great coach. Yeah, but he had A.J. Brown. He had A.J. Brown. I don't know if I'd put him but in. Tannehill was pretty I, good I for a couple a seasons. Coach. I'd go pretty good. I give him, I give him the pretty good. I'd go I'd pretty good. That, what do you think the percentage category. is? We put this up as the Junkies Poll of the Day brought to you by Van Meter Homes. 54 and 45, three playoff appearances, one AFC championship. Yes or no from the fan base on I think they want somebody Vrabel. sexier. Because they've struggled the last couple of years and we're a prisoner of the moment. But I think he's a great guy. I think he should definitely be interviewed. Like, he, he has to be interviewed by the search committee, I would think, if you're Josh Harris. I mean, if you're Josh Harris, you see that Vrabel's available. That's where he has to call up Bob Myers and Spielman and say, uh, let's make room for a Vrabel But interview. don't you think that if Belichick is, uh, they part ways up in New England, he's That seems dude. like a no-brainer. He's the number one guy. Yeah, I would think. Make a lot of seems sense. like a grand plan Don't they like there. Gerard Mayo, though? Doesn't I've they? heard that name, too, yeah. yeah. So you can vote now at Junks Radio, but currently, <clears throat> about 2,500 votes, only 43% would want Mike Vrabel as no, the head coach. No, it makes sense to me, but he's still a great coach. I mean, who cares what people think? He's a great I think, coach. I think he'd be good. The yeah. fan base wants one guy, Ben Johnson. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> just... Want someone who's going to bomb the ball out and have exciting plays that, you know, yes. Rabel could be a very exactly. good coach, but he doesn't have the most exciting brand of football. Right. No. After watching, I mean, but for a, a long time, if he had, run the if ball he had Drake May or Caleb Williams, they're probably going to throw But he the ball. leans into his strengths. Like for a long time, he had Arthur Smith as his offensive coordinator before he went to Atlanta, and he had Derrick Henry in his prime. So but that one year Tannehill gonna... went off, I think they scored a ton of points that year. If you look I mean, I have it to up. go back and look at it. I think but they scored like 500 points that year. Maybe. What year was that? There was a year 20, when Tannehill 19. went off. Oh, like that yeah. when they got the one seed? Maybe. That would have been 2020. That would have been COVID year. But if you have a top been. three running back, didn't they I lose to the Ravens that year? That guy. I think they lost to the Ravens that year. Uh, that sounds yeah, right. I think so. <laughs> in Baltimore. I think. Dude, I have no, no that memory was, of that was Tennessee? COVID year. Yeah, they went into Tennessee. I have no memory of those games with like empty stadiums. What a blur that was. It's wacky. But anyway, I... Some people might think he's good. I think Some he's. People, I think he's excellent. I, I agree. I think he's. Oh, there's but, the Chiefs. They lost to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Right, but what? No, what, were they they weren't the one seed that year. No, they, they weren't. No, they lost. Um, they weren't the one seed that year. That was the 2019 <laughs> year. Then I think 2020 they were the one seed. I think the 2020 year they were the one seed because Lamar went into Tennessee. Almost positive, of and that. that was the, they couldn't stop Derrick Henry. From what I remember from that game, if my memory is not. No, the, no, you're you're com, you're confusing 2019 oh, with I'm 2020. Conflating years, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Any, anyway. Uh, yeah, because they played them in back-to-back years, right? Yes. The, yeah. the Titans won in Baltimore when Baltimore was the one seed, and Titans were like the sixth seed. Okay. Right, and then, right. And then the next year, I think the, Ra- the Ravens won in Tennessee when Tennessee was the one seed. I think that's the year they were the one seed, and that was the, the Tannehill uh, bomb year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bottom line is he's a very good candidate. I don't know that the commanders have expressed interest in him. You would think they would because they're interviewing six or seven guys for the head coach. Mm-hmm. It feels like this GM search is going to be over with the quickness. Like I, well, I Josh Sharon said Rappaport, he, he wanted to get it done quick. Yeah, like Swift, but thorough. Uh, Rappaport reported like three guys were meeting yesterday. Yep. Yeah, he's he's probably got him. Three. I think he's the sw- Chiefs guy Borgonzi. Yeah. Peters, did he meet yesterday or is he meeting today? I thought I heard yesterday, but Jason's yeah. saying today. And today, I think Ian Cunningham think from Chicago also on the slate to be interviewed today. Finley was reporting yesterday on on Channel Four that it's today that he's meeting with. Uh, mm-hmm. It's crazy. They're, I mean, they're they're going to knock this out. Here's what fast. Here's what worries me about. <clears throat> When you say guys like Vrabel's a very good coach, and I, I would tend to agree with you, but he's got like a fifty-four and a half percent winning percentage. Mm-hmm. When Ron came here, he yep. had like a sixty-one percent winning percentage. And no, it was, I know. And it was awful. Yeah, but so Ron just, also, yeah, sure. And it may have been Ron, the personnel guy, was so much worse than Ron, the head coach. I but, see parallels to Ron. I could understand you making that. That's what I said I about you. Quinn yesterday. <laughs> Quinn is exactly one game above 500. It felt mm-hmm. like um, Vrabel is more cutting edge. I feel like he's more, I don't know. I, feel like I he's mean, he's, 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 he's limping in his, his last two seasons, 7-10 and 10 and 6-11. and 11. True, but I his have, quarterback play has been amazing. bad the last it's, two it years. Seems like, it just seems like everyone loves him, too. You know yeah, what I mean? His, his players do like him. I think he's and I, I know people liked Ron, but the, it's just, I don't know. It seems like. Every player he comes in contact with has this affinity for him. The Ron are, are Red ready, Flag. And are ready to run through a wall for him. The Ron Red Flag, if you looked at it, was like three winning seasons out of nine or something when he came yeah, here. Yeah, not great. Right? So he had a winning record. It was like 60%, mm-hmm. but it was all that 15 yeah. and one. Wasn't and Vrabel the guy who got caught with his hog out like in, in, you know, in a reflection in a picture in his house like a couple years ago? Oh, is that true? I don't remember that. I, I don't it's remember. jumping out at me. I think that's correct. I'm not, I'm not in the tune thing about those, The thing about those big years that Tennessee had with... And yeah, but if it's big, you want to hire him. <laughs> Cakes is right. <laughs> I'm telling you, I just knew that that was in the back of my brain. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, he had one with a, a uh, right. sizable Derrick Henry. <laughs> and Derrick Henry... In those years when they were going to the play, yeah. you know championship game, he was having bomb years. Sure, was he, I mean, he rushing had a, like two thousand yards? He had a two thousand yard season. He he was rushing for like twenty touchdowns. Right. Actually, I'm not sure, Cakes, because I I just <clears throat> typed up Mike Vrabel penis, <laughs> and As what's coming should. up is he said that he would cut his off to win a Super Bowl. Oh, okay. You know what? And that's, that, that that's, you know what? that's commitment. <laughs> that's no. commitment from your head coach. I wouldn't do that. There's nothing I would do for that. No, I'd no, let no. my kids die before I cut my junk off. <laughs> yeah, you just make another one. <laughs> yeah. So There's that's, no chance. So I believe there's six openings. Obviously here, Atlanta, Carolina, Tennessee now, Chargers. I'm going to put Vegas in there. Am I missing one? Could be missing one. Um, even though... Vegas, I mean, they haven't announced that Pierce isn't coming back, right? They haven't announced that. No, but it sure seems like he's not the leader. Like, the, yeah. the players want him, but it doesn't seem like Mark Davis is So I'm just going to add him to the list. Right? Well, because yeah, Harbaugh's in play there. Yeah. There are some people that are connecting dots with Harbaugh in, in, in Vegas. Yeah. Mm. 
So uh, six openings, unless I'm missing one, and uh, we'll find out what's going on with uh, Washington here at the GM search. Um, Wink Martindale was not happy in a (laughs) coaches meeting. Sounded Rick from what I heard. In New York. He's, of course, the defensive coordinator for the Giants. He's got one year left. Um, I thought he, he stepped down. It's not like there was like a verbal altercation. It's not I don't, know. Official I don't think yet. it's official. He rolled hmm. out, flew to Florida, and yeah. indicated that he's done. Yeah, but he his agent hasn't told him officially because they own three million. Right, and if he if he, if he resigns, quits, they don't. He doesn't get his three million. Uh-oh. So his <laughs> agent's probably telling him, "Shut up, right? Let me work get this your out." Money. So he hasn't yeah. technically resigned yet. They say the actions of a guy leaving, like coaches don't leave. This is big time. Work but time. he basically yeah. told Dable F you because right. he fired two, <laughs> fired two of his, of his guys. boys. Yeah. Two yeah. of his guys who came in from Baltimore. When the offensive coach who you're annoyed with anyway fires your two close, your right-hand guys. Drew Wilkins and Kevin Wilkins. I assume they're brothers. They are brothers. Yeah. He brought them in with, from Baltimore, and they fired both of those guys. And Martindale got bitter, called Dable an idiot F you, and slammed the door and left and rolled out to Sarasota. Well, apparently that, that environment was toxic. Yeah. The, from reading about it, um, Wink and the Wilkins, at least the one Drew, they kind of like did their own thing. They answered to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the players kind of responded only to them. They didn't really care about Dable. They yeah. had, it was like two different factions. The Giants right. seemed like a, just a big mess going on yeah. up there. Um, all right, NBA news. Don't really care about the scores from last night. Draymond's back, right? Was Draymond back last well, night? I don't think he's playing. Well, yet, they didn't but he's play. About to come back. They didn't play last night. I didn't know he um, left. <laughs> but, the, but the Lakers, yeah, he was suspended. I the know. Lakers beat the Raptors by one to over the total, one thirty-two to one thirty-one. Shocker! But the Raptors coach Darko, and I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'll call him just Darko. Okay, uh-huh. That's fine. <laughs> but he was pissed off that the Lakers, I think they made twenty. 21 or 23 free throws in the fourth quarter. Okay, that is a lot. That's a lot of trips to the strike. And it was a close game. It wasn't a situation where they it were fouling It was a close game. It was a purpose. close game. And Darko was very bitter. He criticized the refs. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. That's, that's, that's outrageous. What happened tonight, this is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in, in the fourth quarter. Like, how to play the game. I, all, I understand uh, respect for all stars and all of that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible is Scotty Barnes, who is all-star caliber player in this league, he goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get, get uh, to, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? How are you going to explain that, that to me? Hmm. They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during the yeah. whole season, I've been holding you back. It's a complete crap. I love this guy. I, I, love want, I want to hear his presser every day. <laughs> I've got more of it. He tripped me. I love that accent. Darko Rack. 
Rajakovich. I yeah. love him. Is his name. I love He's my favorite coach. He, well, he was not happy with the refs <laughs> last night. And Mr. Son of a bitch, let's play some cards. Grandma's in the back room just waiting to beat up Mike McDermott. So, yeah, Anthony Davis scored 20 of his 41 in the fourth quarter. He went 11 for 11 at uh, from the free throw line. And Scotty Barnes had two free throws the entire game. So, not <laughs> Man, happy. He likes him some Scotty Barnes. Also, uh, the Heat announced that they had extended Eric Spolstra to a, a record eight-year, $120 million deal. It's the biggest contract in North American coaching history. Eric Spolster, who's 53, mm. goes to playoffs every single year. Yeah. I think he's missed the playoffs maybe twice. He's another great coach. Great coach. He's won two championships. He's reached the NBA Finals six times. And uh, he gets a record eight years, $120 million. Jeez. Filthy, filthy, stupid rich. But you know, again, he's, was that like he's fifteen or sixteen million a year? I can't do that radio math. Whatever it's it is, early in the day, it's a lot of money. Lot the of Wizards dough. will play tonight. They play the Pacers. That's gonna be high scoring at Indiana. Oh. Total's um, got to be like two fifty. <laughs> now is I don't think Halliburton's gonna play because now he's gonna avoid uh, surgery. He did the splits the other night. He slipped on the floor. Yeah. He looked like a freaking gymnast. It was a bad scene. Uh, so I, I assume he's not going to play, but uh, they're still very good. Anyway, uh, check the total on that. It's got to be in the two low 240s. It might be high 240s. Well, if Halliburton play, doesn't play, maybe it's going to be in the high 230s. Who knows? But Wizards tonight. Um, Caps don't play until tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow night. night. They yep. play the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken in town, yes. And of course, we'll have uh, Coach Carbs on uh, in about oh, 20 minutes. Wiz Pacers, 252 and a half. What? <laughs> That's the highest total I think I've ever seen. I mean, outrageous. Man. Sixers Hawks is two forty five point five, and maybe Halliburton is playing. I, I don't think that Halliburton you, you is not averaging twenty four a game. The Wiz are playing. I know. I the Pacers think... also just get up and down. They, they don't do. play defense either. Two fifty two and a hook. Yep. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> these numbers that is an obscene you total. know what that total was gonna miss two weeks according to what right. i'm seeing so their take so halliburton who's averaging 25 a game yep. is not playing and it's still 252 mm-hmm. and a half. if he was in to be close to 260 yes it would be <laughs> those two teams i think they're allowing the most points yeah. in the league so i had a buddy who crazy. i used to play basketball with who i don't hear from very often i guess he went to the wizards game the other night and he said have you been to wizards game this year and i said i've been to one he goes it looks like an all-star game, <laughs> meaning, you know how an all-star games will be 200 right. to well, 190 the, or whatever the level it was. of talent, but the score. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> right. The, the level, level of defense. Yeah, the level of try on defense. All right, remember, coming up at 720, give you a chance to win some great prizes, including Caps tickets and Wizards tickets, also tickets to go see Chris Stapleton. And we got the head coach of your Caps, Spencer Carberry, at 7. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan. And the Team 980 in the DMV. Got the playoffs this weekend. You have six games. One of them on Peacock, by the way. So Saturday bitter. night. So bitter. Peacock, I'm, which I'm already, I do not have. I'm already giving them my money. It doesn't matter. There's sunken cost at this point. Yeah, somehow so, I have Peacock. Yeah. I think if you're an Xfinity customer, yeah. maybe you we'll get, get into, basic Peacock. We'll get into it later. A lot of people upset about that. But with the end of the season... For the Commanders, I do think we need to revisit Ooh. some of our Commanders' bets. Oh, no. As well as our playoff predictions. And Cakes better have a lot of dollars Really? Am I, am I in the hole big? I just started looking oh, at the Oh, you go bell. over on every single player prop. I so. do. It's kind of right. a thing. It's uh, kind of my brand. Cakes predicted Chase Young would have double-digit sacks. 
You can ship five dollars oh, my way. Finish your seven and a half. When I ship, hold up. Chips. Just just keep all your dollars, okay? Right. Just right. Right. This, I, is, this is Chase's contract up. year, right? Yeah. He came up with seven and a half. Seven and a half. The two just like Stop. his rookie year. <laughs> wow. Uh, Cakes You're also predicted an average player. He mm-hmm. predicted um, combining Montez and Chase. Yeah. yeah. Twenty-five sacks. Damn it. Uh, Montez gave you twelve and a half. I mean, he, he did, did his part. part. Chase he did his heavy lifting. Seven and a half. Gross. That's a total of twenty. So you would owe two dollars to me and two dollars to Bish. He yeah, got I'm not on that remember all as well. this. Good. I well, can I pay the valet. I'm, today. I'm writing them down. I mean, we can total this up because most so of them are against you, Cakes. I do have cash. Will Cakes you, also can bet. I, can somebody break this chip for me? No. Can anybody Don't out accept there, chips. Anybody, use, cash only. Can I use MGM National Harbor? Cash rules everything chips around me as a currency. Right, no, Pickle? this is a no. What's cash question? rules everything around. Me. Yes, Cakes sir. also bet ten dollars. That Ooh. Antonio Gibson oh. would have over. Please tell me I went under. 900 yards combined. Damn it. Uh, that was with me. Oh. Uh, me and Pete Haley, it, both in love with Antonio Gibson. Just to Gibson. give you the totals, that was 265 yards rushing, yeah. 389 receiving. That's a total of 654. Not even close. Well under yeah. 900. Big time under. Both, that's all cakes right there. You owe $19 combined. All right. Fine. Uh, this Here's one is 20. EB against Bish and JP. Got close, EB. You said Sam Howell over twenty three touchdowns. Believe he finished with twenty one. Yep. You should have. You should have lobbied for rushing touchdowns. Jimmy rushing, I'm five dollars <laughs> each. Venmo, thank you. You know what? You could make an argument. Somewhat nebulous. I just wrote Sam Howell greater than twenty three. I believe that is passing. That, that is, is passing. Not, if it's, it's not, not written, if it's down, not written down, then that's, that's, you could make an argument. Yeah, it's not great. Well, just, who do I owe, Jason? You and me. me. Me and JP. Yeah. What? Five bucks each. Yes. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So right. those what are else? some of our preseason bets. I don't have the, our, our I got preseason the, predictions. I got it right here. All right. All right. So of course, every year we. By the way, I don't care about these preseason these preseason predictions on teams because it's the dumbest thing we do ever. <laughs> well, silly. But it's twenty bucks a man. It's I put no thought into not it. Not the dumbest thing we do. It's so dumb. It's gambling. You, you so. never can predict. You okay. once predicted two AFC I thought teams it was the 10. Super Bowl. No, no, it was twenty. I wrote twenty. Yeah, because I don't even care about this. Look, I don't even look at 20. the standings. I look at one. Might be out next year. <laughs> well, we, we scale it back to 10 just for you. Um, and, of course, every year we go and we, we pick the division winners, pick all, our wild cards, conference champions, Super Bowl, so on and so forth. Um, and you get one or two points for a division winner, one point for a wild card. Then you get three points for a conference champion. And then I think we have, uh, I wrote it down here, five points for Super Bowl. All right. Jason, what's your name on? Is it Jason Bishop? At Lurch Bish. At Lurch, yeah. Bish, Venmo. Ship them. Five Ship bucks. Five right. bucks. Thank chips. You, and you owe right. me five. Okay. So yeah. the leader in the clubhouse after the regular season headed into the Super Wild Card Weekend. Yes. With a tie, for 13 points each. John Paul Flame. Yes. Cakes all Oh, I might recoup my money. Oh, you have a big edge because I have... <laughs> Aaron Rodgers leading the Jets to yes. the Super Bowl. Oh, yes. You've got, yes, you have. I might get the NFC side yeah. correct, but. You have San Francisco beating the Jets. Drab had the Jets beating San Francisco. Wow, a lot of Aaron Rodgers love in here. Um, Cakes has uh, Buffalo beating Detroit in the Super Bowl. I got a shot. I don't love that, but I'm, I, I've am i got two live One cards. point back. I'd rather be you. Yeah. One point back, uh, Mr. Bickles, 12 points. Um, he has Buffalo beating the Eagles. In the Super Bowl, I have eleven. That's not gonna happen. I have eleven points. I've got Philly beating Buffalo in the Super Bowl. Um, 
down low, single digits. Drabby has nine points. Valdez has eight. <coughs> Who are their Super Bowl picks? Drabby had the Jets beating San Francisco. All right. Valdez had uh, Jacksonville beating Philly. I'm pretty sure I had the Jets and the Chargers in the AFC Championship game. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Pretty good pick. 100%. You had the Jets well, and I the mean, Chargers. When Rodgers goes out four plays into the season. Kind of hurt me. I have Jacksonville going to the AFC Championship, so that's going to hurt me. Uh, so there you go. It sounds like it's a Cakes EB race, maybe. <clears throat> if JP thinks he's he's dead, I in think the I'm AFC. no. You know Unlikely, why? unless I get the San Francisco 49ers going on a run. And you know why? I think Buffalo, Bickle, and Philly, are trifling. Bickle has Seattle going to the NFC Championship, so that hurts. That hurts him there. How about our bold predictions? Don't have those written down. Sorry. Uh, you know what? I can. I, I, I think I had Trevor Lawrence winning the MVP. Obviously, yeah, one of my. Happening. One of my bold predictions was Chase Young is back. <laughs> uh, Jason, Jason had vision. Trevor Lawrence winning the MVP, and Jimmy G leads the Raiders to a playoff berth. <laughs> I said if he was healthy the whole year. Yeah, you want, <laughs> you want to Cakes. walk back your Jimmy G long? Cake said uh, Chase Young has a dozen sacks. All right, loser. Uh, Cousins has 40 total TDs. Uh, he would have stayed healthy. <laughs> I'm going to give myself a ding on that. Uh, and Josh McDaniels gets fired in season by December 1st. Take Stradamus. You guys should each ship me 20 bucks uh, EB, for that prediction. EB's was right. bold. You're betting against Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I said he would be fired in season. That's yeah. a pretty uh, bold pick. EB's was uh, Ron Rivera saves his job and is the coach next season. <laughs> That's bold. super bold. Um, bold. And then his second one is Cole Turner. Having 50 catches this season. How many did he have? I don't even know. I think he had 11. Maybe it was a huge disappointment. Uh, Let's see, Cole Turner. I think it was 11. Uh, JP said um, uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey wins MVP. Oh, that's that's live. That's close. And Baker Mayfield will be a uh, will be a Pro Bowler. Nope. I think he he was might might be an alternate. He's pretty close. I don't think he is though. Yeah, pretty good year. But he ends um, up in the Pro Bowl. People, Purdy, people turn it down. Probably Purdy, Stafford, Goff, Jordan Love. Jordan Love had thirty touchdowns. Right. 30, I'll, I'll maybe tell you more right than now. that. He had thirty-two um, touchdowns. I I said the Cardinals will not be the worst team in the NFL. Correct. Um, I, and then I, to uh, piggyback off that, that the Raiders will be the worst, and that they trade Devontae Adams to the Jets. Mm. Um, and then Ron Rivera will uh, miss. Ron Rivera will miss a Friday walkthrough with the Eagles to attend the Ryder Cup four ball. <laughs> I do like that prediction. Um, and hey, Doc Walker took a shot at his 12 handicap yeah. yesterday. He said he doesn't want a coach who has a 12 handicap. By the way, Dak Prescott was the other. Uh, it was oh, Stafford, okay. Purdy, Prescott. That makes sense. And That's then Drab, Drabs was uh, Dan Campbell suspended for contact with the official. Chase's <laughs> <laughs> not over. Uh, yeah. Still yeah. possible. <laughs> um, and Geno Smith, Geno Smith leads the NFL in touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. No. <clears throat> hey, but that's look. That's what we do. They're trying to make bold picks, and yeah. sometimes they blow up in your face. Sometimes they hit. Yeah, every nice once in a while, nice job hit. with McDaniel's. Well, I Thank think you. Cakes has a good shot to win the money on the predictions based on Buffalo, cho- you guys Detroit. Can take the nineteen dollars that I owe you and figure out how to chop it up. Well, I can tell you, you owe me seventeen. You All owe right. him two. All right. Well, you guys can do you know what. We'll walk to the Homewood together. <laughs> I, I think we'll I've changed. It. You take the 20, oh, okay, you go. chop it up, and, uh, and then you're good. And uh, make sure that you mark in that book that these be- these debts have been paid. Because I don't want and you coming, coming you at me in March. Paid. I, I paid mine. Money. I paid, paid. five bucks. Five yeah. bucks. You yeah, got, you, it. You got it. I got it. Paid. There you go. 
You bet on Gibby. You bet on Chase Young. I bet on a bunch of losers. <laughs> I'm sure we I didn't did. have any McLaurin bets because we were talking McLaurin. I can and check Dotson. in the book. They, but might, I don't be, see they any. might be sprinkled in there. Yeah, I thought we had some McLaurin stuff. <laughs> Remind me next year that uh, just take every under that you, that yes. you guys throw out. <laughs> yes. yes, that that's the move. That's the savvy better move. It's what we hmm. should be doing. Ooh. I bet on a career bet with EB that Carson Wentz wouldn't start more than three more games in his career. He got one. Got hey, one. you know what? Can you, can you while you're in there, can you take out the, the Ovi bet? Because I'm starting to worry about that one. <laughs> yeah. That's $1,000 coming to me. And I was never more confident about a bet that I placed in my entire life. Losing. What's confidence. he need, 65 or 64? I think it's 65. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you got a long way to go. He better play four more years. Well, he, he might. He, he may do that. He might be off. Kicks might be off from me do, a buyout. Do uh, goals we got... scored in the KHL count? No. Did I not. write that? They we will not. talk puck next. Spencer Carberry, head coach of your Capitals, next here on the Junkies. Welcome back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan in Richmond, Virginia. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app. You can take us on the go wherever you may be. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. Presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company, the Junks, looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber. Just visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. I'm John Paul Flame, joined by Eric Bickle, Johnny Cake Sawville, and Jason Bishop. Game Show Wednesday, we'll play some Junkerty coming up at 720 for a chance to win Wiz tickets, Caps tickets, Chris Stapleton tickets, and more. But joining us right now is the head coach of your Washington Capitals, Spencer Carberry. Joins us every week at this time. He's brought to you by the Centers for Advanced Orthopedics. More physicians, more locations, more advanced care centered around one thing. You visit CFAortho.com. I believe right. Drab's uh, putting him on hold as we speak. Got you. I believe he's Absolutely. there now. If he's there. Coach? How are we doing? Hey, good. How are you, my friend? Very good, thank you. Coach, I know you're a dedicated runner. <clears throat> Do you mm-hmm. run in the rain? Ooh, good question. Treadmill this time of year. Treadmill. 
Like every single day, I'm like, what's a 50-degree day? You're like, oh, it's kind of nice out. Maybe I dabble. Yep, outside for sure. Okay. Okay, good. But you're, And you knock it out right when you get up? I try to. When I go outside, I try to wait for it to get light out um, just when it uh, – you know, it starts to get light just for safety reasons on the road. Right. Don't want to be a road pizza. On the uh, on the treadmill, <laughs> are you a flat guy or an incline guy? Uh, flat. Full on flat. I think, I think, I think if you really run fast, you yeah. got to be flat. Yeah, it's probably smart. I mean, incline, it's going to mess your shins up. Yeah. It's going to really. Some people do it at one degree. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, you burn a little more calories. He's flat. So, Coach, uh, Carly, it's been a rock for the Caps. He pots the game winner. With under a minute to go in the win over the Kings, he leads the team in assists. Was with that the 20. bomb from afar? That one, that game winner. I believe so. Yeah, coach can correct yeah. me if I'm yeah. wrong. Uh, <clears throat> leads the Caps in assists with 20. It's kind of weird for me to see him leading that category. Anybody other than Nick Backstrom leading it, uh, but he leads. So Captain America, John Carlson, getting it done at 33 tender years of age. Good for him. Yeah, and it's been good to see him get rewarded um, production-wise because he, he's been a rock for us all year, playing huge minutes, every situation. And for for a long stretch there, he sort of um, – it wasn't going in for him, whether it was goals or, or um, assists. Like, it, it just seemed like he um, – it, it wasn't falling his way. And sometimes that happens, especially for defensemen for a certain period of time, but now to see him being rewarded offensively, gets the big goal in the power play the other night, big shot up top. And then the game winner um, picking up some points along the way. And, you know, it, it helps those guys when they get rewarded production wise, cause it's no secret. Like they want to, you know, do well offensively and, and put up some decent numbers. So it's good to see him get rewarded. So in that same Kings game, you see some pretty immediate dividends when you shuffle your top line at that basically the midpoint of that game. You rolled out an OV, Stromer, and Pacioretty line, pays off with a goal by Strom to even that game at two. Yeah, just sort of went on a hunch there and, and felt like we needed to change the mix up a little bit. And... uh Fortunately, they they scored right away on their first shift together, so we just stayed with that for the rest of the game. And I thought they were they were effective. Patch was was better again, and you, you could see his um, presence slash impact on the game as it, as it moved along. And was winning a ton of pucks down low in the offensive zone for check pucks, and so that line had some chemistry. We'll see if we go with it moving forward. If we get Osh back, it might change our our um, sort of mix a little bit. So we'll, we'll take a peek at that. So Patch's speech after that Kings win in the locker room, you could tell that that dude is thankful to be back on the ice after some real adversity, dealing with not one but two Achilles injuries uh, that have kept him off the ice for most of the last two seasons. You could tell the guys in the, lo- in the locker room were, were paying attention to that speech. Yeah, and, and it's you, you don't – I mean, you know, okay, so you go through injuries and you rehab and you think – you know, it's probably long, but when you actually think about what he's gone through from a rehab and the thousands of hours that he's put in um, every day without what's what the hard thing about injuries, especially when you have them back to back, like patch is the, it's the light at the end of the tunnel. Like those are significant injuries where you miss so much time. So you're just sitting there rehabbing, rehabbing and saying, okay, I'm going to play in six months. Like the, the end goal is so far. And so he's had a lot of time to, reflect and think about his career as as 35 year old or um 
and it's just you could see the emotion and how much it meant to him back playing in, in the National Hockey League and, and um, not taking a second of it for granted. Coach Carberry, we have Dylan Strom on the show every week, and I know the All-Star game is coming up. The fan vote, should Dylan Strom be an All-Star? I think so. I think he's got um, as good an argument as anybody. I know everybody's kind of biased to their home hometown players, but for me, the way that I look at it is Stromer, yeah, if you stack him up point production-wise against, the, the rest of the league and you go down who hasn't been named an all-star, you, you're going to go buy him for sure. But what I think is important to, to take into account is if you look at him in relation to our team and, and percentage of goals he scored, we, we don't score a lot of goals. So it's not really fair to, to stack him up against Willie Nylander from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like that's, it's not a, um, fair comparison based on the production. And so I just think what Stromer's done this year for our team and the production and the goals and the big goals that he scored, he's as deserving as, as anyone to be an all-star with the impact that he's had on, um, on our team. And it's also, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting pretty good. Like we've had a good start to the year and we've, we've won some games. So I think that speaks to it as well of Stromer's impact in a positive way in the league. So, Coach, good news yesterday. Charlie Lindgren activated from the IR. He's been out since late December, since December 29th. And that guy's numbers, they just jump out at you. Goals against 2.27, fifth in the league. Save percentage at 9.28, third in the league. He's already got two shutouts. He's 7-3 and 3. So that had to be welcome news that he's going to be back in the mix. And you take a little bit off of Kemp's plate and get uh, get Lindgren back in net. Yeah, that's um, that's big for us, and uh, to get him back into the mix and dressing for games, and hopefully he just sort of um, hits the ground running with with playing the way that he was uh, before the injury. And so I think it gives us that, you know, what we've envisioned all year, and it's been there for you know short spurts, but with both guys getting a little bit nicked up, I feel like we haven't had a long stretch of both guys uh, being available and and playing at a high level. Kemp's did a great job. Uh, the other night, so so there's a good. He's feeling good about his game, and and we'll get Chucky up and running, and hopefully we can get both those guys playing at a real high level. Coach, not on this team right now. You guys drafted Ryan Leonard with the number eight pick. He was playing in the World Juniors where the USA beat Sweden for the gold medal. How much do you monitor those guys, and when would fans expect Ryan Leonard and Ryan Chesley and these prospects to be on the scene here in Washington? Yeah, we followed it pretty closely, watched um, watched the games um, and, and sort of followed those guys. And, and it was a, a pretty impressive run that, that Team USA went on. And those guys have, having, a, having a pretty large impact too. Like you always, you know, just making the team is, is phenomenal for young prospects inside your organization. Then playing games is, is another notch. And then when you're playing in those games against the best, kids of your age in the world and now you're having a, a impact whether it's um you know playing big minutes or or producing offensively or in a checking role and, and both those guys um played significant roles in, in on a gold medal team which is was great to see as far as timing in that i i stay out of that and leave that to brian McClellan. but um you know ho- hopefully um when they're ready and and they are uh, want to join the organization and all that stuff works out, we'll be happy to have them. 
Coach, I, <clears throat> I brought my wife and daughters to the game on Friday night against Carolina, and <clears throat> you guys obviously Sorry got off to <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well. You guys got off to a great start. It's two nothing. I think Stromer scored in that game too, mm-hmm. um, from Ovi. From right? Ovi, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it was a great pass, and you know it was kind of a late arriving crowd, but it got kind of crowded, and it was there was a lot of energy, and then uh, you know for a Friday night, and then all of a sudden the wheels fell Just off, fell apart, um, and then on Sunday you play an afternoon game. You know, battling the NFL, and you guys win that game against a good team, against the Kings. So, kind of just talk about the difference that you saw from the team in the, you know, second and third periods of the Carolina game versus what you saw Sunday against a good team just a couple days later. Yeah, I I thought those were uh, probably two ends of the spectrum for us. And I thought it was a, a really important response on Sunday and a good blueprint for what it has to look like consistently moving forward on Sunday, Friday. Um, even though we had the lead in that game, I, I just thought the entire game, um, not, not from an execution and, and puck place. I, I just didn't feel like we, ha- we, we weren't, um, it just wasn't good. It, it wasn't good. Was it an effort the, thing? Was it an effort thing? No, it's oh. not effort. It's, it's, it's more of just mentally being completely engaged. Like the work for our group, we, for the most part, I give them a lot of credit. Like we compete hard and we work um, and we make the opposition have to earn what they get. But when we're not mentally engaged and, and making reads and communicating – and flying on and off the bench, um, it, it's just a mental thing. We have to be in it every second of every game. That's that's the way our team uh, has success. And so, well, also dumb hard. penalties, it, right? Yeah, they're, they're just it, it wasn't good. And yeah. so, we, it's it's a it's a grind. This league, and as you guys know, eighty-two games travel. That was the end of a three and four where we'd gone to Pitt, played at home against New Jersey, day off, then play Carolina, like three really good teams and it's hard but mm-hmm. winning in this league and being a playoff team is hard and so that's what it takes every single night for especially for us you know that that can't um you know we we just can't cruise through games and so that um was a good lesson for us on friday guys um did a real good job of of uh, responding on sunday and now that just has to be as consistent as we possibly can, especially coming in these last three months, as it's going to be um, a fight to the finisher. But so let me ask you kind of an introspective kind of question. When I, you know, we have you on every week, and it's awesome. And I watch you, you know, from afar, and I go, "This guy's a stud. This guy's going to be a great coach for a long time." <laughs> and he's a fire. I'll be honest. He's a fiery guy. <laughs> I know, and you look so pissed off, <laughs> but you also look so clean and well shaped, like well groomed. Yeah, unlike us. How comfortable are you in your own skin as a head coach in the NHL? Right, even First though you're go around, yeah. yeah, like a younger guy, like you know, you got all these veterans. Here you are in the grind. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, are you fully comfortable in your own skin right now? And like, this is you know, this is you. This is your identity, and you you got no problem laying into Tom Wilson if you have to, or saying something to Ovi. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I just um, I try to be myself, and sometimes it it works out well. Other times I look foolish, and I I um, I try to like. <laughs> I just try to be myself, and the one thing that I've always um, just believe in, and it's probably the core of who I am as a person and who I am as a coach, is um, 
put other people in front of yourself. So put, so care about genuine humans and other people, and whether that's Tom Wilson mm-hmm. or whether that's our Zamboni driver here at, at MedStar, mm-hmm. care about other people and think about other people. And so when you're being yourself and honest or you got to talk to Tom Wilson or you got to give a difficult mm-hmm. message to O, um, as long as they know it's coming from a place of love and that I care about them and I want to see them be successful and I want our team to be successful, I find that people are okay with difficult messages and sometimes, you know, it being uncomfortable, but they go, well, Carbs genuinely cares about my well-being, so he's telling me this because he wants me to see the best mm-hmm. and he wants me to be my best. So I, I appreciate that. And so when you come off a game like that Carolina game, because my daughter was actually at that game also, so I was keenly watching that Tell game. Tell her I apologize. No, it's well. all good. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of apologizing. Coach. Actually, it might have been my son at that one. It, it was, was your back, son. You it was my son. son. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> when you get back in a locker room after a game like that where it just kind of falls apart, what is what is your response? Like, Do you go nuts? Do you like kick a cooler? Um, so normally I need to take a timeout and just um, <clears throat> I, I don't – when we lose, I've always had a policy – a self-instituted policy of um, not addressing the team because I learned very early on you you can't take back things that you say uh, in those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think for me, I've always tried to be very well articulated and thought out. And so sometimes when you go through those games and then you go back through the film, um, I found early on, I was like, ah, you know, it actually wasn't the way that I thought it was. And mm. I said X, Y, Z. Right. And, and now you're, 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 you're backpedaling. So I've always felt like, okay, just relax. You know, things didn't go well tonight. Look at the film and then deliver a message of, Hey, this wasn't good at all. Here's why this is unacceptable. Or maybe, you know what guys, it wasn't as bad as, as the score um, showed mm. the other night is, um, one of the exceptions where <laughs> sometimes when when things don't go your way or when they go well, it, it, I'll always talk to the team after we win, but sometimes when they don't go well and we lose, it's important to deliver a message. Sometimes it's, hey, we lost tonight. Love what we did tonight. Love all the things. Process was right. Uh, just didn't happen for us on the scoreboard. Continue to do those things and we'll get results. Mm-hmm. See you later. Enjoy your day off. We'll see you at practice mm-hmm. tomorrow, whatever it is. Le- um, Last game was a little bit of a different message that I felt need to be uh, delivered, and I'll I'll leave it at that. I would agree. I would agree. All right, last thing before we let you mm-hmm. go, uh, two of the hottest teams in the league are Edmonton, who've won eight straight, mm-hmm. and your next opponent, the Kraken, the Crackers. Yep. You play yeah. Seattle tomorrow, um, who've won seven straight. So talk to me about Seattle. Yeah. Why are they? So, you know how hard it is to win seven straight games in the hockey. I mean, and uh, the oh, Kraken's yeah. goalie's been on fire too. The has been just lights out. <clears throat> Yeah, and so he, um, I think they've got points in 11 straight too. So I watched a bit of last night against Buffalo. Um, and, and you know what's funny about um, their goaltender, not funny, but ironic, is, is Joey Decord is the goaltender that now has sort of hit his stride. Uh, Grubauer, who we all know is um, is banged up for them. So Joey Decord comes up from the HL. He's the goalie that the Hershey Bears played in the Calder Cup Finals oh. last year. It was Hunter Shepard versus Joey Decord for Coachella Valley, um, which was a which was a battle that I, I watched the series and and so it's um, yeah we know a lot about him. He's he's 
done a phenomenal job in the minors and now has stepped in at the NHL level and, and played really well. They're a really uh, – the best probably way to describe them is I feel like they're very well-rounded, like top to bottom, um, consistent through four lines, 6D. There, there's not a lot of weaknesses. It's just steady from everywhere inside of their lineup, and they're getting excellent goaltending, so that makes for a, uh, a dangerous opponent. You can see why they're having so much success. Coach, mm-hmm. best of luck. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, sounds good. Thank yeah. you, guys. Right, Thank Thanks, you, Coach. Coach Spencer Carberry brought to you by the Centers for Advanced Orthopedics. More physicians, more locations, more advanced care centered around one thing. You visit cfaortho.com. Coming up next, give you a chance to win some Caps tickets. We also have Wizards tickets, Chris Stapleton tickets. We will play Junkerty on a game show Wednesday. You can call in now to play at 800 636 1067. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. EB asked me to put up a poll yesterday. We never really talked about it. Which one? And just want to give you the results. It was about Kirk Cousins. Oh. Yeah, I don't think people want Kirk. Would you be in favor of bringing back Kirk Cousins? About 2,000 votes. 62% no. Yeah. All right, so 60-40. Fan base doesn't really want Kirk. People want, they just want, they want to hit on a young silly. Yeah. New shiny toy. Yeah. They want to look better well, than look, if Cousins toy. was 31, 32, didn't have a coming off a big injury. Yeah. Maybe, but he's 36, going to be 37. I can understand the hesitation there from the fan base. Yeah. All right, let's get to the callers on a game show Wednesday. It's brought to you by MGM National Harbor's Poker Room. They have not one, but two $6,000 guaranteed tournaments running in the room today. One at 11.15, one at 7.15 p.m. Going to play Junkerty. We'll put up two contestants. One category with three mm-hmm. questions. Whoever emerges the victor will win the prize. We've got Caps tickets, Wizards tickets, Chris Stapleton tickets. Who are our first two contestants? All right, let's go to Tim in Noakesville. Hey, Tim. Hey, good morning, guys. Hello, Tim. Hey, buddy. And let's go to Eddie in Centerville. Hey, Eddie. Uh, good morning, guys. Hello, morning, Eddie. Buddy. All right, boys, here's the rule. I will give you a category. we got a one-pointer, a three-pointer, and a five-pointer. 
But the way you seize control of the board is by saying your name, if you know the answer, on the jump ball, okay? All right. The category is name the actor. This actor, who's jacked, plays Aquaman. Uh, uh, Eddie. Eddie? Jason Momoa. Yes, that's one point for Eddie. Tim, you're going to have to sit on the sideline. Eddie has control. All right. Three-pointer. The Iron Claw is out right now. It's a wrestling movie, and it stars this actor who was also a child star. But depressing. (laughs) Can you name the actor? Zach Efron? Yes. Good job. That is correct. Now you got Eddie's three points. up four zero. Why but this is depressing. a five pointer. <laughs> Go watch it. <laughs> he said it's very depressing. It's just about fa- there's just sure. family tragedy all just um, all all the way around. Right, the Von Eric family. Yes, the Von oh, Eric family. Died. So hold right. on, so it's four nothing, Eddie. Four nothing. But yeah, this Ed, is a five pointer. Eddie's smoking him. All right, uh, Eddie. This actor, who has been linked with Kylie Jenner, plays Willy Wonka. In the prequel Wonka, uh, uh, Timothy Sh- uh, Timothy uh, Shamalaya Shamalaya. I gotta give it to him. Down, man. <laughs> Close we knew who you were going nice job, for. Eddie. Stay on the line. We're gonna hook you up with uh, two tickets to see the Wizards game Saturday, January twentieth, versus the Spurs. You get to oh, see Wemby. Wemby. It's basketball day in the DMV, and the Wizards are going to be celebrating the importance of youth basketball throughout the night. For tickets and the complete Wizards schedule, visit thefandc.com/events. Hmm. That was impressive by Eddie. He That's ran the category. Right, I would have only gotten one of them. He didn't know Chalamet's last name, but he was close. He was close. I have no idea who that guy is. Who are our next two contestants? Um, I don't know. All right, so is Eddie on hold? Yeah, he, I think you put him on hold. He is? Okay. Um, all right, let's go to Matt. Hey, buddy. And hey, let's go to Lenny. Hey, Lenny. Hey, guys. Hey, pal. Matt versus Lenny. You start with the jump ball. Jason, why don't you go with your category? All right. This is NFL playoffs. Shocker, sports related. Of course it is. Um, If you know it, say your name. First question. What's the first game of the NFL Super Uh, Wild Card Weekend? Lenny. Matt's Matt's in. in. Matt. Uh, That is the Texans-Browns. Correct, Amundo. That's a uh, 4.30 NBC start on Saturday, Mr. Bickle. All right, All right, Matt, you got control of the board. Lenny, you got to wait for him to make a mistake. All right, Matt, um, gambling question here. What's the biggest fan duel spread in this weekend's six games? Who, who, it's a 10-point spread. Oh, man, I have to go build Steelers. Winner. This guy's He's up four zippy. Nice job. All right. I might still... have gone Cowboys. What are, what's the favor? What are the Cowboys favored by? Mm, uh, let's see. Hold on. Hold on. I got it right here. Cowboys f- favored by seven and a half. Oh. Uh, all right. So you are up four nothing, Matt, and this is worth five. This is yep. a little tougher. Um, out of all the starting quarterbacks this weekend, it's kind of surprising. Who was the lowest drafted out of all of them? And I'll give you a hint. It was in the fourth round. Uh, I would say Mason. Aim. Flacco. Sorry, (laughs) Matt. You're a winner. The answer is Mr. Bickle. Dak. Dak Prescott. He was a fourth rounder. Mason Rudolph was. He would have heard it. Mason Rudolph was a third round pick. Hey, Matt. We'll hook you up with some tickets to go see the Capitals Tuesday, January 16th, the Capital One Arena versus the Ducks. 
For tickets and the complete capital schedule, visit thefandc.com slash events, courtesy of the Washington Capitals. All right, we have two pair of tickets for Chris Stapleton left. Who's up? All right. Let's go to David in Silver Spring and Chris. Christopher. Christopher. Chris in Herndon. Hey, bud. Good morning, fellas. What's up, boys? All right, same deal. Say your name to get control of the board. We start with the jump ball. Your category, celebrity couples. David and Chris. She's Blake Shelton's current wife. She's like she? Chris. Chris? Is it Gwen Stefani? Yes. Oh. They might be on the rock, so oh, it's rocky. It could be. Right, right, but they what, are what currently are married. <laughs> they're currently married. That's why I said current wife. I think they celebrate the holidays separately. Oh. I don't know what's going on. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, Chris, you got control of the board. You're up one zippy on David. David, you got to wait patiently. All right. Uh, she's married to Ryan Reynolds, the actor. Hottie. Smoking hottie. It's definitely in the oh, town. She's a hottie. No idea. All right, David, you got a chance to steal the three-pointer. Married to actor Ryan Reynolds. Celebrity couple. Reynolds. Mm. Kardashian. Kardashian. (laughs) No. Just say Kardashian. All right, Chris, it's uh, Blake Lively, Mm -hmm. the actress. Uh, Chris, you're up one zippy. Uh, Back to you. This is the five-pointer. Nicole Kidman's. Husband. So actress oh. Nicole Kidman is married to this country star. He's married to softball. Chris Farley's doppelganger. <laughs> Chris, do you know? I'm spacing them. No chance. All right, David, you have a chance to steal and win. I can picture him, but I can't tell. <laughs> You're finished. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't have a clue. You ever heard of Keith Urban? Keith oh, Urban. Yeah. Come hey, look, Chris, stay on like the line. I, said, I can picture him. I just couldn't pull his name. Chris, you get tickets to Chris Stapleton's All-American Roadshow Friday, June 7th at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more event info, visit thefandc.com slash events. It's courtesy of Live Nation. All right, we got two more contestants. What yeah, do you give away here? Put people on Same, hold. Chris Stapleton tickets. Staples. Oh, Keith, the, the prize pig from Laurel calling in. All right. Big surprise. Hello. Hey, Keith. Hello, boys. Hey, Hello, Keith. Keith and hey, Laurel. Boys. Hey, what's up? And who will he be facing? Uh, Pat. Pat, what's up, buddy? How's it going, Junk? Hello, Pat. All right, Pat, same deal. We start with the jump ball. Say your name to get control of the board. The category is revenge games. I'm going to give you the matchup. You have to give me the revenge angle. Love okay? it. Okay? Uh, this weekend, the Dolphins are at the Chiefs in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Can you give me the revenge angle? Hmm. No clue. Oh, yeah. You guys don't know what the revenge game that's, narrative that, is? That's easy. Yeah. Are you guys Keith even alive? And curse. Yeah. Don't curse. Come on. <laughs> All right. Same deal. Jump ball for Keith and Pat. This weekend, the Green Bay Packers are at the Dallas Cowboys. Give me the revenge narrative. Oh. Keith. Keith. The coach of the Cowboys came from the Packers. Yeah, that's right. Mike McCarthy. Yep, that big yinzer. All right, three <laughs> zippy. And you yinzer. have control. <laughs> Keith, you can win this and close it out with the five-pointer. Uh, the Rams are at the Lions. Give me the revenge narrative. Oh. 
Softball. The quarterback, the quarterback switched from the two the teams. There you go. Good job. It's double revenge it is a double revenge game. Uh, Keith, you're going to the Chris Stapleton Show. Coming up, the All-American Road Show, Friday, June 7th at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets on sale now for tickets and more event info. Visit thefandc.com slash events. That's courtesy of Live Nation. Hey, do you think the guy who um, dropped the pass for the Colts, do you, th- you think he's over it now? Goodson? No, no. No, no, He no, thinks no, about not. it every single night. I will night. say it, he should have caught it, but it was a bad pass. It wasn't the best pass. But he threw he it behind sh- him. It's catchable. He should have caught it. But Game on the line. I think he kind of had to throw it behind him because the defensive end was jumping up. So if he threw it, if he led him too much, it would have been a deflected pass. I don't know if you lead him that much, but he, I mean, he threw he it could back have here. lobbed it, though. He threw it back you here. You also could have had Jonathan Taylor in the game. Yeah. And called a different play That's on true. fourth and one. That said, it hit the guy in the hands. Understood. It did. He should have made caught the catch. It. No, but he's, I mean, how many catches did Goodson have during the regular season? Can't be a lot. Had, I think I it was under 10. It was yeah. definitely under 10. Yeah. I, mean, I want to say I heard him say it was four. That's bad play been calling. Yeah. Personnel-wise and, and play it's calling. An awful pass. It was an awful pass. I think it was, too. Awful. He shouldn't have had it. It was it, an you, awful pass. He could have. He could have led him a little bit. In there, I mean, it was a it was a bullet uh, on his back hip. Mm-hmm. The defensive guys, the defensive guy wasn't as close as you think. Are you looking for the best seat in the house or in your office? Maybe even your home office. It's time to ditch that beater chair that you have. I see a few of them in this studio for a new one before you're riding the bench with a back injury. Look no further than PVI Office Furniture. They're in Frederick, Maryland. PVI has a huge selection of furniture. Be sure to visit their showroom. On Monroe Avenue in Frederick at PVI, you can expect triple play service that's fast, affordable, and customer-focused. Hit a home run with PVI. Visit PVIPVI.com. That's PVIPVI.com. Business grows with PVI. So on yesterday's show, we spent a lot of time talking about who the commanders were looking at to be their next head coach. And the list includes five defensive coordinators, and a couple of offensive coordinators. Ben Johnson seems to be the guy who the fan base wants, but it's also uh, Slowick, who's the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. And then on the defensive side, it ranges from Raheem Morris to Aaron Glenn, who's a defensive coordinator for the Lions, to Dan Quinn, who's coached before. And we went through all of that. Somebody who wasn't on the list yesterday is Mike Vrabel, who was let go by the Titans. He coached in Tennessee for six seasons, three times took them to the playoffs, including one appearance in the AFC Championship game, won two AFC South titles, finished with a 54-45 and record. Should Mike Vrabel be at the top of the list? If you want to chime in, you can call us at 800-636-1067. I don't know if he's at the top of the list, but he's definitely going to garner consideration, I would think, by the, the commanders. Like, How would I'm, you feel if Mike Vrabel, if you got if, if it was announced today, mm-hmm. the commanders fired Mike Vrabel as the next head coach? Would you feel excited? Would you be, like, lukewarm? Would you be I like Mike indifferent? Vrabel. Or would you be disappointed? Give you four choices. Indifferent, yeah. I would be disappointed, ex- no. lukewarm, Excited. I think I fall on lukewarm. I just don't think Mike Vrabel is. There's nothing exciting about his coaching style. I mean, he he smacks of winning games, twenty-one to seventeen, 
and their defensive struggles and uh, running slugfests. But part of that's I mean, based on personnel. Yeah. True. I mean, if now, you had Derrick Henry, you're going to you run then the ball. You would do that. You yeah. that would be your main. Uh, under, underscore the word in Cakes's sentence that he just glossed over. Yes. Winning. Yeah, he's winning a games. Right. Twenty one seventeen. You're winning, but you're kinda of, you're kinda of winning ugly. I, I didn't brings, win many games I, the last what? two seasons. Bobby, sorry. I like style points. I like I like Cakes win, is just I like it's, unbeli- it's unbelievable how much Cakes is just uh, well, fantasy's ruined his life. I, yes, it Not has. Ruined. It really it's has. Just, it, I I approach things through a different lens. It's yeah. it's winning seventeen to sixteen doesn't tickle cakes I just at all. Think that you that's need a, to put I up. I think that's a dinosaur. That's cakes, like, cakes would rather lose thirty-one thirty than win seventeen sixteen. I think that's a Ron Rivera ask. It's it's too close to what you're you're already parting from with Ron Rivera. Why? Because it's just I just. He's a like winner. It, I like a defensive to like style, old defensive linebacker, yeah. defensive guy. Yeah, it's just I, that's what that's what uh, Cakes would rather lose thirty-one thirty than win seventeen sixty. No, no, yeah, I'd but rather, that almost never happens because win. look, the top scoring teams in the league. Tell me where they are. Top scoring team: Dallas Cowboys, Miami Dolphins, San Francisco 49ers, yeah, Baltimore Ravens, Detroit Lions. Right. I mean, you, you got Buffalo Bills. Keep going down the list: Eagles. Rams, the first team that didn't make the playoffs in the top 10 is the Saints, <laughs> and they just barely missed the playoffs. All right, so out of the top 10 scoring teams in the league, nine of them are in the playoffs. Saints lost, what, via tiebreaker? I almost think yes. Vrabel is a one-trick pony. Like he, or no, they lost. They would have been in if Tampa lost. If Vrabel, Tampa lost here's yeah. what Vrabel did. He squeezed every last drop he could have, as he should, out of Derrick Henry. Outside of that, what did he really do with the Titans? He had Ryan Tannehill. Okay. I mean, come on. Can you make Sleep Ryan Will Levis? He, can you possibly try to make him he, better? He can you went, develop that person? Well, they tried. He was probably, he probably topped out. I mean, you saw Tannehill play. Well, no, they have I'm one year where they were you're awesome, You're asking though. me how I feel and, about Vrabel? I'd be lukewarm. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be like, leading a parade that Mike Vrabel is taking over the NFL team. I feel like I lukewarm's fair. I, mean, I, I think that's where I'd fall, lukewarm. A lot of, of these offensive choices. coordinators that get jobs, they ain't great. You know, some of them Under, are good. Understood. Some of them are duds. Some I of get them are, that. They just miss. So where you'd fall in excited category? I, I would like Mike Vrabel, yeah. He's, I think Mike proven a great coach. He's proven he's a really good coach. I don't know if he's I, great. I, I, I concur with Cakes. It feels Ron Rivera. There's one thing that's exciting about Mike Vrabel. Especially he's given good. the last he's two seasons. He's he's Are better you, than good, but he's. Right, but there's only one guy on your list. No, untrue. Who, who else? Who else are you excited about? Any I'm ex- offense? I'm excited guy. about a young. Why is Bobby Slowick exciting to you? I just feel like that guy. He's is, so unproven. Understood. But unproven. He, you know, he proved something with a, a number two pick by leading them to the playoffs in his rookie year. That shows me something. Well, the number two pick has something to do with it too. He's uh, pretty talented. Definitely. I, I'd I, be excited I, for Harbaugh. Well, obviously, but Harbaugh is not coming here. You wouldn't be excited for Johnson? Not like, really. Johnson's arguably the the bell of the ball. Like he's the one. I know it's Ben Johnson. I, I'd be lukewarm on him. Vrabel Vrabel brings something that that this franchise has lacked for years. It feels like this this gritty. You know what I mean? Just scratch and claw every single play type coach. I also feel like like uber prepared. I can remember yeah. games where like he was like totally like out games me. Outgaming yeah. the other coaches, you know, with challenges and he manipulating seems, the rules. He seems very cutting edge when it comes to that stuff. I feel yeah. Players players will run through a wall for him. Like I don't I don't think it's fair to compare him to like Sleepy Ron. You know, like I think Ron. Mike Vrabel is going to get a job 
in yeah. 20 seconds. Oh, Vrabel's not disinterested. No, yeah. you know, like, he's locked Ron in four years ago. Okay, but turns out that's what he is. I understand that, but when Ron came here, I, his I reputation and record were very similar to Mike Vrabel. I accept that. He probably had a better resume just because he'd been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, but he had only won three season, three winning seasons out of nine. Okay. Well, Vrabel's it's a much, it's a what, much three for six yeah. or four for six? I think three four, for six. Three for six. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think he's better. I think he's more cutting edge. I like I like Vrabel. Locked in. I like him okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I I'm like not, him I'm not saying okay. he would be, in this instance, would be my number one choice. I just think he's a, a great coach, a winner, and I think he'll be successful wherever he I goes. I almost want a guy who's been there, done that before, even though he hasn't gone to a Super Bowl. And it's a small sample size, six years. Then a guy who is, you know, Bennett, whatever team for a couple of years, offensive coordinator. Okay, the offense is good, but he's got really good players. But like, look at Staley. I, Everybody for, loved him because he was like, a, he was an analytics guy, right? Yeah. Wasn't that his whole deal? He was, he was all a defensive the, coordinator. Was, yeah, but he was all about the analytics. Yeah, and, no, he was going it for it on every fourth face. down. The guy was a disaster. Yeah, but yeah, again, but also, you but, that, but you also have to have. The personnel. Slowick is an analytics Absolutely. guy, and he's he's a rising star, and he's to, like thirty six. Not to say that analytics shouldn't be a part of it, but I don't think it should be all. Everything. No, it shouldn't be everything. Like I love the fact. I don't know if we even talked about this, but the the other day, or maybe two weeks ago, or so, like Andy Reid kicked five field goals. Mm-hmm. It was the difference in the game. Yeah, he wasn't just going for it haphazardly on every fourth down just because they were across the fifty, like every other coach in the league does. Right. Um, I don't know. Jason, who do you prefer, though? Because you're a Quinn guy, too. So let me give you choices of retreads. The, the retreads that they are interviewing or potentially interviewing. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Quinn. You've got Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. defensive coordinator of the Cowboys, who coached with the Falcons. You have Raheem Boris, He's defensive coordinator the of the Rams, who coached with the Buccaneers and was acting interim guy for a while. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Vrabel. I go Stack Quinn slightly above Vrabel. I like Dan Quinn. Quinn to me totally smacks of Ron Salisbury connection there. Personal biases. That is, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that's fair about Quinn. Quinn has been very successful in his three NFL stops. I mean, he he was a DC on one of the greatest defenses in the last twenty years in the Seahawks. Yep. Then he went to the Falcons, took the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl, and then he completely rebuilt the Cowboys defense. Ron took the Carolina Panthers to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he, yeah, the number one. one pick. I, just, I just listed three. No, teams. he didn't. Cam did. Yeah, and Cam Newton was the MVP. <laughs> yeah, for some would argue so Ron along for the ride. Yeah, okay. Well, did. some might some might argue that Dan Quinn's success rate uh, fell off once Shanny left. When Kyle True. left, right, Matt Ryan had his best year with Kyle Shanahan. They matter. went to the Super they're, Bowl. They're important. He left. Dan Quinn fell off. That's just me. Dan, Look, you, you. I'm just saying. To me, he smacks of. Ron Rivera, similar record, similar resume. Dan, Dan Quinn would have a Lombardi trophy if it wasn't for Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan Quinn wasn't part of the defense that couldn't get stops? Kyle, Everyone knows Kyle Shanahan blew that game. Yeah, Dan Quinn gets such a pass on that. Yeah. Never, Doesn't defense never, have to get a stop? But yeah, it's fine. I I kind of agree with you, but he never gets played. Right. It's, it's all, all Kyle. on Kyle. Yeah, they kept throwing the ball. I think Vrabel would be successful here, but he, I don't think he's coming here. I think if Patriots open up, he's going there, and it makes all the sense in the world. But I think Vrabel would be a good choice. Yep. I like Mike Vrabel. I think Vrabel would be a good choice anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's even – like, I think he's a great coach. 
I'm not sure he's my number one choice, though. I don't even know if I have a number one. He's a nice option if you don't land Ben Johnson. It's kind of the way I would look at I would look at it. Out of all of the names that are available, if Ben Johnson takes another job, who do you like? And then he's in a quagmire. If you're if the, they have the number two pick, in all likelihood they're gonna select a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So why would you pick a defensive coordinator? Like you gotta pick an offensive guy, I think, to kind of mold and build around whatever quarterback you select. That's fair. I don't know. In this instance. But I, I think, think Vrabel's smart enough. It's not like Vrabel was running the offense. Vrabel's smart enough to go out and get a guy. Of course, he would have a guy. Yeah. But I would think that, like, if, especially, like, if you're ownership, you want to be in direct, you know, uh, communication. You know, want to make sure every, the whole organization's on the same page. Mm-hmm. I just think you want an offensive guy for this particular group, even though, like, five of their seven guys are all defensive, are all guys, defensive yeah. guys. I like Aaron Glenn, too. Um <laughs> But that's true. The majority of the guys they're interested in are defensive guys. If you're hire, if you're hiring somebody to fill a role for a company, I just feel like why wouldn't why would you limit the candidate search to just the people on the left side of the room? Why are you not? <laughs> oh, you know well, what I mean. You're, you're you limit, should interview those guys. I mean, but I'm just saying is like the the cakes is out there are just <laughs> automatically eliminating mm-hmm. uh, eliminating you if you don't have any kind of. Offensive experience. He's just going with the trend and the statistics right now. Point I would want to the, the offensive coaches. I would want the best guy success. for the job. I, it does. I would want the best guy for the job. Not the guy that's going to score the most points. That's the guy more success. That, but the math is on his side right now. The math is on the side of hiring the offensive coordinators. Those are the guys who are getting yeah, their teams you know to else? the playoffs. You're not going to go anywhere if with the 31st, 32nd ranked defense. Yeah. You're not going to go anywhere. You got to you got to improve on both sides. If you want to chime in, eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. You can call us on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines. We're the Junkies coming right back. Welcome back, Junkies. Come to you live on one zero six seven. The Fan and the Team nine eighty. You can also listen to us on nine ten. The Fan in Richmond, and we're streaming live on the Odyssey app. Check us out on the TV side on the Monumental Sports Network. We're presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber? Visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. We were talking about Mike Vrabel, who was let go as the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Apparently, there was some sort of power struggle there. Three winning seasons in six, 54 and 45 record. Took them to an AFC championship. Went to the playoffs three times. The biggest thing that jumps out at me about Vrabel just... You know, I don't know if we want to continue on with this whole thing. Was just, and I was talking to the boys about it. Is I can remember games where like he was out coaching Belichick, right? Or he was like manipulating the rules to his advantage. Uh, excellent with time management stuff. Uh, Complete opposite like, of Ron Rivera. Yeah, I feel like I mean, he's like, always prepared. Totally prepared. And I feel like that he's overachieved with what they, you know, the roster they've already put out there. Yeah. Every year think, the roster is just okay. The one year where they were the one seed. Um. Tannehill had a bomb year. Mm-hmm. Henry had 18 I think rushing if you look touchdowns. up, they scored like 500 points at you. A.J. Brown had a bomb year. Yeah. Right? So he, when he had the pieces like that in their prime, they were very good. But the last now, couple of years. said, I'm not saying. Who was their leading receiver? Not this year, because I'm sure it was Hopkins. But the year before, it was probably. Who was the kid well, they, they drafted? They drafted Traylon Burks. He's yeah, really Burks done has been nothing. a huge bust. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think who else was there. I mean, it's just a. 
They don't have anybody else. Bunch of weird pieces on offense. They had Derrick Henry. It was it. I just want to be clear. I'm not saying I would hire him right now 100%. You know, I want to interview everybody. But, I mean, I certainly think he's a great coach. Aiden Dollins tweets us at Junks Radio. Vrabel had the exact same winning percentage in Nashville that Rivera had in Charlotte, 54%. Ron Rivera is a just a, a jock who came in here and tried to be a CEO. Like, he's an old jock, you know. What is Vrabel? I mean, they're both ex-linebackers who became. No, 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 no. no. Vrabel's involved. He's going to headbutt you on the sideline. I mean, Ron Rivera is just standing when, there uh, trying to fake like he's Joe Gibbs. Okay, but four he's years not. ago, we were playing Rivera's halftime speech, and right. people were getting all fired up. We didn't get Look that guy. Look at this halftime speech. We didn't speech. get that guy. That's not the guy that came okay. here. My point is at the point of hiring, you don't know what Vrabel's going to be in four years. One would suspect he'd be different, sure but nobody not, would have bet. Pretty sure he's more authentic than Well, you could use that, you could use that argument for every head coach. I'm sure. pretty sure yeah. he's more authentic of than course. Ron. Ron came in here and tried to fake his way through like he was some sort of CEO, like he was, you know, he, he was like the Sergey Brin of coaching or something. <laughs> Remember, he didn't actually start coaching until five or six games left in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, in the last I'm just saying, season. it's easy to say that now after four years, but four years ago, there were a lot of people that were on board with Rivera, and his resume was similar to de- Vrabel's. I don't deny that. I'm just telling you, what we ended up getting was not that. I don't think that Vrabel is going to all of a sudden change and try to be some sort of, like, highfalutin fancy boy. That's what Ron yeah. thought he was. Look, NF, NF, Ron was a complete phony. NF, NFL head coaches, you don't have to be an offensive-minded NFL head coach to be successful. You just don't. For sure. Of course not. And you could hire I mean, a young genius, and he could yeah. be your OC. And it's not like every hot OC gets a job right away. I mean, some of those OCs stay where they are. And a lot of them fail. And some of them fail. Right. Look at the donk uh, with, that, that went to Green Bay for a year. Nathaniel or went to Denver for Nathaniel a year. Hack it. Hack it. Yeah, he's yeah. an unmitigated disaster. By Didn't the way, last a season. At 54% is not that bad. You, Kyle Shanahan's is 55%. Right. Mm-hmm. 54% is actually pretty good. It's pretty so, solid. Ron, I'd, we all knew he was burnt out when he came here. Yeah, Ron just... Well, then he got cancer, too. I'm well, sure yeah, that affected him. him. Yeah. And Dan. Dan. I mean... Yeah. He had a lot to do, deal with. I mean, he wasn't a good head coach, I agree. No. But he had a lot of stuff to deal with. Off, he had off a lot on his plate. There's no, he, I mean, there's he, no chance he, he knew everything that... that it entailed when he accepted the job. He, right. didn't know he was, it was caught be that. up in like the name and the the freaking helmets. Yeah, I no. mean, it was so dumb. He was well, doing dumb. I would have told if I were Ron, I would have said, "Let somebody else deal with that. I got to deal with actually right. coaching the team." I, well, I, that's I, why he I, said in that that last interview, he said for the first three and a half years, I was managing. Right, right. But I think that's what he wanted to do. I think maybe, he wanted to come in here maybe. and be Joe Gibbs. Well, if you're in charge of everything. Hire somebody. You're the helmet logo guy and name change guy. You go take care of that. Just give me the cliff notes. He came version. in here and tried to be like Tom Landry or something. You know, back in the day. You know, no, 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 no. You're an ex linebacker. You're supposed to be like Vrabel. You should be headbutton guys. You should be getting in their faces. You know, you're not some CEO. You're, you're and Vrabel guy. doesn't want to be that either. Yeah, I don't think he would be. No. I think Vrabel would be Mike Vrabel. I think this headbutting guys is so overstated. I like it. There are a lot of guys yeah. in the league who are uber successful or pretty calm on the sideline. Sure, but that's not With similar demeanors. That's not his person. He just it was fake. I don't think that was authentic, Ron. You got Ron coming in here trying to be a CEO. Like if you're a little nerd, like Mike McDaniel, fine, be a nerd. That's who you are. I would take that nerd on my sideline any day. Of course. Any day that's, of the week. That's who he is. Yeah. That's fine. 
But Ron tried to fake like he was some sort of like highfalutin. Yeah, he you know, he thought Ron CEO. thought he was a wine and cheese guy yeah, when he was a, a beard. He was a beard dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, you're just an ex linebacker. You're a dumb jock. Just like Mike Vrabel. All I'm saying, but Brian Doesn't Dale is authentic. Yeah, he's uh, authentic. He's who, you he didn't call him unauthentic four years ago. Uh, okay, I'm pretty well, sure Vrabel's change. not going to come in here. He's not going to come in here and try to be a CEO and be some snooty. Head Just coach. because they're ex linebackers doesn't mean they're they're one and the same. They're of course they're different styles. They're different. They're but their success rate, their success rate as head coaches, similar. But I throw that out the window. They've had totally different personnel. Turns totally out, different teams. Turns out Ron is a disaster. <laughs> Okay, I just wouldn't be coach. so convinced that Vrabel's going to be a success wherever he lands. I, the evidence I've seen from Vrabel is he's way more plugged in. Ron didn't even know he could be eliminated from the playoffs. Do you think Mike Vrabel would ever be in a situation where no. he would know I don't think anybody <laughs> would team be. was going to be eliminated? No. From I don't think playoffs. anybody would be. I mean, Ron literally. Hey, let me just say. I this. answer this. I would be lukewarm. I'm okay with Vrabel. There's a I guy, just would be a little reticent. He feels a little Rivera. There's a former player who came to me, and I couldn't believe he said this. He said, Ron is dumb. And I didn't, I was in denial. You know what? That guy was right. He's dumb. <laughs> you think Ron's a dumb person? Dumb. <laughs> oh, the evidence is there. I don't know. The yeah, evidence is yeah, there. Yeah, he give him changed. an IQ test. He, he'd, he'd do very mediocre. Cakes, he's dumb. He, he went with Fitzpatrick, <laughs> Wentz, yeah. Howell. The, the evidence That's is what he was riding his future he was on. Pun- Remember early on? he was. I can't even believe we're revisiting this. But he was like, oh, we're just trying to develop. Then all of a sudden he was trying to win the division. He's a flip-flopper. And then it was, we got to win by year three. And then it's like, oh, we don't have any players. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, when we win, you know, next year, give me my rent. I mean, the guy's all over the place. I'm not defending Ron Rivera. Said dumb stuff at every press conference. That I wanted, true. I was the only guy in the room that said he they should have fired him before this season. Didn't know. You guys were all on board with giving him another year. Didn't Well, I, I mean, was two not. years left on his contract. I said contract. if he made the playoffs, maybe. I didn't say no, give him No, I'm year. saying... Before this season, because you gave him a, this you season, wanted to hire a coach well, you wanted a week to fi- before the season. You wanted to fire him in March, yeah, right? Yeah. You wanted to late. fire him during the draft. It was just too late. Sure. That wouldn't I mean, be fair to have? a new coach. I, I, you wouldn't want that. I, I wouldn't want eight straight losses, and that's what you got with Ron Rivera. Because well, turns out he's one of the most god awful head coaches right. in the history of the league. That's why I would have cut the cord as soon as possible. You guys, you love to give guys extra years. You wanted Gruden to stick around forever. I wouldn't if have you had hired a pro- Jay Gruden. I, I I would have a chuck. I wouldn't have had a problem. <laughs> I think he's likable. I wouldn't have had His a problem firing um, Ron after the season last year. Correct. But you you have to make that decision like within a week. You can't wait until the spring to do it. Guys are already playing. Yeah, it was right. too far down the Guys road. are already in their That's why I disagree. Was, yeah. And Dan couldn't fire Ron because Ron was the guy that was. Yeah, and Dan was worried about other stuff. Yeah. Right. I would have fired him then July 20th. Dan put like a freeze, a pay, a spending freeze on everything. I mean, it wasn't going to fire him with two years left. All those Who guys. You're going to get July 20th before the season. Could have yeah. given Biennemi a shot. He sucks. Could have given Jack Del Rio a shot. <laughs> he sucks. There's, that there's would have worked no out. There's no buzz on Bienemy. Any Bienemy no. buzz yeah, yeah, yeah. is officially dead. I haven't seen him on I've one seen his name. No, but I've seen, I haven't seen him on before any interview Before the list. season, uh, like before the hiring uh, phase in the last couple of days, I saw Bienemy being rumored with the Chargers, for right. example. But I haven't seen him on the interview request list. Now, he's part of that might be that he's, um, no, it shouldn't matter. I was going to say, he's, he's still working for the Commanders. He's still under contract here. He yeah, but so are all deal. those other guys in their spots. Right. 
Well, who knows? A lot of those guys might just sign one-year deals. The enemy, no, but a lot of those assistants just sign one-year deals. No, but those assistants are expected to still be working. The, the, all the ones that are under, like Ron cleaned out his office, but the other assistants are still there working. You know what I'm going to chill. They get let go. Yeah, They're they, going to. They, he said that. I know, but what are they doing? They're doing uh, preparation. They're doing end of season evaluations. Mm-hmm. They'll give those reports to the new staff, whatever. And then the, those that are interested will probably have an opportunity to interview with whoever the new coach is. I'm trying to see if Vrabel's name has been added to any of these lists yet. I mean, oh, the Carolina Panthers are interviewing everybody. Well, I'm going to guarantee you they're going to add Vrabel's name to the list. Yeah, I'll, I'll be stunned. Any- you might be right. I'll be stunned if he's not coaching in 2024. The Chargers have already interviewed Giff Smith and Kellen Moore. Is it Giff or Jiff? I don't know. <laughs> G-I-F-F. Okay. That's, that's Giff. I think that would Giff be Giff. That's, that's got to be Giff. Not Jiff. No chance. But a Jiff is a Jiff. I go with Jiff when if I'm you're looking ben for Johnson. wacky Jiffs. Yeah, yeah, if everybody it. wants Ben Johnson, I'm looking at the Chargers list. All right, so the Chargers, they've interviewed two in-house guys, Kellen Moore and Giff. I've already forgot his last name. Uh, ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, Brian Callahan, Steve Wilkes, Todd Munkin, Dan Quinn, Patrick Graham, Raheem Morris, all on the list. If, they, if, if, if you're Ben Johnson, let's say they offer you the gig, and you also get offered the commander's gig, which one are you taking? I might want to start fresh with the number two pick, whoever that quarterback's going to be. So you don't Instead want Herbert, Justin Herbert. You don't want Herbert, Mike Williams. I mean, Mike Williams is banged up all Keenan the time. Keenan Allen. But Keenan Allen's getting old. You got one of the Boses. Eckler. You got some pieces. Yeah, yeah but you got to live in L.A. No thanks. <laughs> I get, think I, get taxed about 70%. I think I take the commander's gig if I'm really? Ben Johnson. Well, there's going to be a bidding war for him. Yeah, so he's going to be able to go. Whoever he's the hot yeah. commodity. Yeah. Wasn't he the guy that said that he is through his agent that he wants fifteen mil? That was a report. I don't know if that's been ever been validated. I, I think that the, isn't that what top guys are going to get. I mean, think I about don't know Harbaugh. if the inexperienced what is guys making at Michigan. I know, but I don't know if the inexperienced guys get that. Like, well, what, yeah, there's no way. Well, if if you get who was hired teams, like this past year, if you have options. If Ben Johnson did, has two teams offering him, he's. He's going to be able to jack up that salary. Mike McDaniel supposedly is making about three and a half million. Wow, yeah, that makes sense. Unbelievable. You got to get David Tepper in there driving up the price. Look, Sean Payton's going to get fifteen million, <clears throat> but the hot coordinator is not going to get fifteen right. million. They got to work their way up. To that. I think no he's chance. going to get more than you think. You... D'Amico Ryan's isn't getting fifteen million. No, way. no, no, no. But these go, those guys weren't as hot. Uh, I don't. Th- I, I think st- McDaniel has got to get a huge raise in the offseason. He's got to get a huge. Maybe race. I don't know, but just to start out, I don't think they're getting. I think they're going to get paid a much. lot. Actually, I, I don't like that people just forget about the bust analytics, offensive boy wonders that come in and out of this league, like like Nathaniel Hackett, like yeah, uh, I mean, it happens all the time. Nagy, uh, who was the guy from that would just Kingsbury? Oh, big, yeah, I mean, biggest Kingsbury. dud ever. Big dud. I mean, these guys bomb out all the time, too. Mm-hmm. So Slowick and Ben Johnson, could those guys could be of course, absolute total too. unknowns. you got to have talent. And Jay, and Jay pointed that out in his interview with the guys the other day, and he's like, you know, he's not going to have 
He's not going to have that experienced quarterback. He's not going to have him on Ross St. Brown. He's not going to have the, the, the running back. Jameer Gibbs, stud, yeah, rookie. Yeah. Laporta, not stud, have tight end. Yeah. Coming up next, we will talk more about Ben Johnson, maybe get some skinny on him and Aaron Glenn. Mike Valenti hosts a show out in Detroit, midday show, 2 to 6 on the ticket in Detroit. He'll join us next to give us some insight. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Chucky's come to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan in Richmond, and we're streaming live on the Odyssey app, wherever you may be. One of our Odyssey colleagues joins us right now. Mm, good. Mm. He hosts the Mike Valenti Show with Rico weekdays 2 to 6 on the ticket in Detroit. What's up, Mike? What's going on, boys? Good morning. How's everybody? Good morning. I heard I heard Drabby doing some small talk with you, our producer. Uh, you're a Spartan, Michigan State. And he was asking if it was a tough day for you watching the Wolverines. I, and I looked at your Twitter, and you were likening Michigan to Kansas. I guess the whole cheating thing. I guess you didn't. Well, not yeah. A fan. I mean, well, yeah, no. They're scumbags. They're the worst. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's one thing when you cheat, but then it's another when you're just egregious about it. Mm-hmm. And then you turn around and act like a collection of unholy bleepholes. So, yeah, it's really like the holy trinity. It's, it's, <laughs> it's something to behold up here. That's all I can tell you. Oh, man. What's Harbaugh like? <clears throat> Following him closely. I mean, he's a nut. He's insane. I, I, <laughs> I don't know another way to describe it. And look, the fact is, what he did at the podium the other night. I mean, that was it was absurd. Oh, we're innocent. Right. I mean, give me a break. That's like me telling you the sky's purple. I mean, stop. Just please. Your own school suspended you for three games because you illegally were out there recruiting JG McCarthy. And then the Big Ten gave you a little glimpse behind the curtain of the evidence they had. Weird how your highly publicized lawsuit went got launched into space. Just stop. You know, mm. don't bleep on my head and tell me it's raining. <laughs> so, look, this whole thing with him and the NFL, I, I would never in a million years hire him to run my franchise. He's just – he's he's crazy. Yeah, the word I've seen – Kicked around from is just chaos. Like if you let him into the building, yeah, chaos just you're ensues. Chaos. Yeah. Now listen. Let, let me let me let me make sure. I say, is he a good coach? Sure he is. But you're in a sea of good coaches. Do you really want what you just said coming to your doorstep? And when you look at it, yes, they just won the Natty. He's leaving Michigan in complete chaos. Yeah. They're under dual NCA investigations. They're going to get hammered. <clears> and <throat> he, he left Stanford. Same deal. He left the Niners. He burned every bridge he had. I, I don't know. If I'm an NFL franchise, I'm a billionaire. I'm not taking orders from my head coach. You know, if you're Bill Belichick, you want to slide some rings across the table, maybe. But it's just an odd dynamic. I mean, will someone hire him? He's just hired Don Yee, Brady's old agent, maybe. Um, and he is a good coach, but you're right. I mean, you're really – you're really opening Pandora's box when you bring him in your building. He's Mike, a different cat. Are you just praying that, like, three or four years down the road, the title that he just won gets vacated hmm. because of all the oh, No, because no, I already got I already got the gift of, of just being able to not validate it. That's the best part. <laughs> so I don't really care what the NCAA does. You know, I said to listeners yesterday, I go, look, you can do whatever you want, dance around, celebrate, but just don't play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Don't come up here and tell them you're innocent. Don't do what the coach did. You admit you cheated, but you don't care. We're good. I'll buy you a beer. You don't have to care. I've never asked fans to care. But what kills me, they're the only university in America who actually thinks they're on a higher plane than everyone else. Hmm. No, 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 no. 
you know, your players have 2.0 GPAs too coming in. You're not on some higher <laughs> academic vortex. Just stop. You know, oh, we do it with integrity. We don't do what the SEC does. Yes, you do. We mm-hmm. all do. So, you know, if you drop the facade, we're good. Yeah, I heard, I some, really I heard somebody uh, complaining about Michigan fans. Like, I don't know many Michigan fans. I might know one. My buddy's brother went to Michigan. Um, but who who are worse in your eyes, Notre Dame fans or Michigan fans? Michigan fans. Yeah. Not even a doubt. <laughs> it's not even close. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, but, but, again, you got to remember where I went to school now. Right. You're I mean, smart. It's, Hat, it's Hatfields and the McCoys. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's not a pretty deal. So, yeah, no, by far. They are, well, I'll just say this, Mike, just from watching Michigan fans come into Maryland's football stadium a few times over the last few years, they are an entitled bunch. <laughs> they, oh, they just feel it, like they are, they are it's also, five rungs above well, you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Which is amazing considering about 95% of the fan base never went to school there and couldn't find the campus with two hands and a flashlight. <laughs> it's a real fun trick. <laughs> so, Mike, I think you've been doing radio about as long as us, and we always lament that we've just had no success with the football team here. We've been doing the show for 27 years and barely ever make the playoffs. No, no, you know, 10 win seasons, please. It never happens. And I was looking at the coaches that you've dealt with and, and the successor to me, Marty Morningweg, Mariucci came in, failed, Marinelli, Jim Schwartz. Uh, I mean, the last few, Bevel, Patricia, horrible. And then Dan Campbell came in, and I could tell you, Cakes ridiculed him and thought he was going to be a complete failure. Oh, I thought he was two seasons at most that he'd be thrown overboard. He has revitalized it. Tell us about Campbell and, and, and the turnaround. Well, we all felt that way. And you know what? You weren't wrong. I mean, don't don't ever forget. Look, a year and some winning changes a lot. They were 1-6 and six and staring down the barrel of, I think it was the Dolphins, Cowboys, and Bill's coming to town for Thanksgiving. And if they didn't start turning it around, think about it, guys. He was set to be about 4-20 and 20 as a head coach, and no coach with that record has ever been given a third season, ever. But they did turn it around. Um, no, I think at the start of it, we all viewed him as a little bit cartoony. The biting the kneecaps and putting the racing helmet on and, you know, this is my coffee order, and we're like, is this dude – like, this is going to cut one of two ways. He's going to be fantastic – or it's going to fail fantastically. Mm-hmm. And it's been it's been the prior. And look, he is who he is, which I respect. Like, that's him. He's intense. He's about it. His players love him. Um, but he's, we, 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 we do this bit where there's Dan Campbell and Dan Gamble. Mm-hmm. Because he is maverick. I mean, he'll defy analytics, which drives me crazy. Because I don't understand how you're telling me mathematically we are going to be married to it. You know, we're going to give ourselves a two and a half percent win in, win differential edge. But then the next decision, you'll see them from the seven in Dallas going for two, mm-hmm. the negative 14 win percent differential. But I mean, it's something, man. You got to strap in watching this guy because, hey, we're faking a punt from our own 24. Sick. Mm-hmm. You know, we're passing <laughs> up points. We're, we're throwing flea flickers on fours and three. I mean, it's. You get your money's worth. That's all I can tell you. Mike, how, how do you feel about the decision to play all the guys on Sunday, even though – I mean, I know they were trying to go for the two seed, but they needed the Cowboys yeah. to lose. And the Commanders – there was 0% chance the Commanders were going to win that game. So the Cowboys weren't going to lose. But, you know, Laporta gets hurt. You can update us on that injury. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, Branch got hurt too. I mean, that's that was an important decision going for that two seed. Um, how did you feel as a fan? Yeah, I – 
you know, look, for me, I think you have to know, all right, who's the coach? What kind of program are we running here? I said, look, he's going to play his guys. So I'm not going to, you know, have my head explode yelling and screaming at the sky to sit everybody. It, this is who he is. Um, I also think, you know, fellas, that you got to kind of earn the right to rest your players. And what I mean by that is, you know, who the hell are the Lions? They're nobody. And this is your first taste of success. You're not the Ravens. You know, you haven't been doing it with John Harbaugh for, for 15 years. You're not the Niners. You're not a consistent Super Bowl threat. You earn it. Mm-hmm. Go play your last game. Get 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 the wagon wheels back on. Get the taste out of your mouth from the Dallas, you know, ridiculous end of that game. I said play him. I did. So guilty as charged. They can't criticize it. When Laporta went down, I, I my heart stopped. I'm like, What's oh, his no, status? Not this team. Not this way. I Look. He avoided the worst of it. Okay. I'll be shocked if he plays this weekend. I right. mean, it's an MCL. There, I think there's a bone bruise. It's it's days, not weeks, months, but it's that's a tough turnaround. Right. You know, if they can win, do I think you see him for the divisional round? Yeah, probably. Certainly for the NFC title game. I'd be stunned if he played this weekend. Mm. Talking to Mike Valenti. Yeah, he's a big part. Yep. Mike Valenti hosts the show 2 to 6 with Rico on the ticket in Detroit. So we wanted to have you on to get a little insight on a couple of the guys who the commanders are supposedly interested in hiring. Now everybody seems to be interested in hiring Ben Johnson, but Aaron Glenn, the defense coordinator, both of those guys on the list here for the commanders. Fill us in on on both of those guys and what makes them special. Yeah, let let me go with the far more realistic one to me, which is Ben Johnson. So... First of all, and and look, the argument will be, well, if you draft good players, it makes a coordinator look good. All I would argue is anyone who comes to Detroit to play for Ben Johnson in his scheme gets better. I mean, Jamal Williams, 17 touchdowns last year, milk carton this year. You know, you bring in a Josh Reynolds, career back on track. You bring in Goff, revival. David Montgomery looks like the dude the Bears drafted out of Iowa State. Sam Laporta might be the best young tight end in football launches Amon Ross St. Brown's career. So you're, you're going to get really aggressive, good, hard play action on first down, tons of intermediate shots. They lead the league in passes of over 20 yards. So you're not going to get the 60 and 70 yarders, but tons of intermediate, aggressive, attacking routes. Um, the run scheme is diverse. It's awesome. Tons of pre-snap candy, you know, uses everybody. He's really good. If you want a weakness, it would be this year. The red zone play calling has been a little sketchy. There's been some things where you're like, what are – now, again, though, how much of that comes down to knowing I've got four downs to use because the Lions just refuse to kick field goals ever. Hmm. Um, I think Ben Johnson's awesome. Thanks. I think if you could land him, yeah. get him. I mean, the commanders with the skill players you guys already have, <clears throat> yeah, certainly got to fix the whole line and find a QB. But, like, the skill players are there. Ben Johnson's a stud. Um, it's going to stink when he leaves, but that—that's who I would target. So, so what about Glenn Aaron Glenn? Nice, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's done an okay job, and I don't want to be too hard on him. But <clears throat> there's not the talent on offense that there is on defense. But there's there's something here, fellas. When Aaron Glenn faces a good quarterback, it, it just it, it it's it's like the dropping a plate of dishes on the floor. You're just like, what What has just happened here? What, what What? What am I watching? I mean, Nick Mullins just threw for basically 800 yards in two games. Um, I just think he needs more talent to be evaluated appropriately. I, I wouldn't put him anywhere near the Ben Johnson tier of guys. Like, if I, I don't know how you guys feel. Um, 
is Ben Johnson a popular choice by the fans? Is Absolutely. That they want or do they want a yeah. big name? Yeah, no, because they, they want, want Ben an, Johnson. They want an offensive guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a stud. Is it, is it Aaron, tomorrow. Isn't Aaron Glenn the guy that won that uh, poll, though? Yeah, he did. Like of all the yeah, players? Yeah, NFLPA that, players. Right. Favorite defensive coordinator, yeah. Yeah, and, and oh, I mean, that's that, that, hey, that's great. But mm-hmm. I'm also looking at results. Right. And, guys, I'm with you. It's an offensive league. I yeah. get very skittish yep. hiring a defensive-minded coach in 2024. With you, 100%. Right. So uh, how do you feel about this weekend? You're going against a really good offense, a really good – by the way, Kyron Williams, it, I mean, we were talking about for next year's fantasy and, and draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to be a first-round pick based he's on – He's a top-ten player. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a beast. And then you're, and you're facing guess, a terrified. good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I'm terrified. I mean, I'll be straight with you. Now, again, for me, it's easier because I'm from New York. I'm a Giants fan. I can look at things with the Lions on the even. You know, like, what did I just say about facing good QBs? Lions also struggle to get pressure. You know, you'll see a splashy highlight of Aiden Hutchinson, but it's like, all right, before the last two weeks, Aiden had five sacks. Mm-hmm. Five. He got to face the worst right tackle in football and steal in Dallas, and then Minnesota was missing the right side of their own line last week. I don't want to get carried away like all of a sudden we have a pass rush. So if you're not going to get to him, and I've got one corner, one, that's worth a damn in Sutton, and you got Nakua, Cooper, I mean, I just, I get nervous. I think if the Lions are going to win this thing, it's got to be in a shootout. they got to get up and down the field. they got to control T.O.P. But here's the interesting thing, fellas. I get super nervous with Dan Campbell's playoff debut. Is he going to be the guy at the craps table? Is, is he going to be reckless? just shaking the dice? Right. Or is he, he going to dial it back? Mm-hmm. And now it's this synthetic response to, well, I can't be who I was all season. This is the playoff. See, I need to see that. Um, and there's not much experience on this team. There's mm-hmm. not. So, like Mike, no, how, I'm nervous. How insane is the scene going to be at Ford Field <laughs> with Stafford coming oh, back? God. I mean, it just, it's going to be crazy. Night, oh, nighttime it's, game. It's going to be the Thunderdome. It's yeah. going to be insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I feel so bad for these people. Like, I want it so bad for them. And I've been saying since last February, you're going to win this division and you're going to win a home playoff game. Like, they're building it right. For years, I've told you how bad your team is. Just believe in what I'm telling you. You're good. This is a good football team. Like, it'll break my heart if they don't get this done for these people. And what a hat you know, the Lions, the front office, that this latest draft, Jameer Gibbs, 11 touchdowns. Laporta found the yeah. end zone 10 times. Yeah. You got two defensive studs thrown in there. As well yeah. with Branch and Campbell at linebacker, they they crushed it in the draft. They have, they have. It's just it's all there. And look, you win with the tip of the sword. The O line, D line. Now the D line's got some catching up to do, but there are pieces there. Like no one knows who the hell Aleem McNeil is, but he's been one of the five best defensive tackles according to Pro Football Focus. You know, getting him back is going to help them immensely. Aiden Hutchinson's a really good football player, but they just it's not the finished product. So I think they're going to give up some chunk plays. I think Stafford's going to have a good day. Remember, it's indoors. Stafford yeah. indoors versus Stafford outside. It's a whole different ball game. Um, I could see this like a 34-31 kind of deal. I think it's going to be wild. I'll be shocked if either defense gets stopped. How did the Lions do against the run most of the year? Awesome. Elite. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they'll largely take – I don't want to say take Kyron away because he's such a physical runner, but they'll limit it. Um, they're really good against the run. It's what they do. It's what they prioritize. But whoa, buddy, against they the get pass. victimized yeah. through the air. Oh <laughs> my God, it's it's something to behold. You'll see guys in the. You'll see guys with no one around them. Puka lift off. So the, to- the total's <laughs> yeah. fifty-one and a hook. You like the over, obviously. 
Yeah, I know it sounds crazy in a playoff game. I kind of do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't go nuts with it. I, like my favorite. I mean, if we're if we're talking about picks and stuff like that, yes, fellas, we are. How do you how do you not take the Browns? How do you not do it? <sighs> Texans not going to run the ball. I like that too. You know, one you're going to drop CJ back forty times. Oh, okay. Please, I, I just I don't see it. I don't think they deserve to win the game last week. I think the Browns are that defense is wicked. Browns might be my favorite one of the weekend. I kind of like the Rams, Cowboys in a tease. So you're getting the Rams plus about ten, and you're getting the Cowboys yep. just to win. I'd love it. Yeah, no, I like I like the way you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I just, I'm a great gambler. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fantastic at it. His brilliance is on full display for all of us to enjoy. <laughs> you got it, Mike. Um, man, always fun talking to you. It's Mike Valenti. Of Two to six. Hey, if the Lions go to the NC Championship game, you're coming right back on the show, buddy. Done. Whatever you guys need. Anytime, fellas. All right. Thank you, Mike. Thanks so Appreciate much, Mike. it, bud. I thought you we had it bad, Enjoy. but I was looking. So he he broke in in 2004. This is what he's dealt with. Steve Mariucci is the head coach mm-hmm. of the Lions. Mooch. He won 34% of his games there. Mm-hmm. Dick Geron for a year won, <laughs> went 5-11. and 11. Mm. Rod Marinelli, 10-38. and 38. Big loser. Then Jim Schwartz came in. 29-51-0, and 36%. Caldwell actually won games with them. Yep. Bevel, 1-4. Matt Patricia, 13-29. and 29, wow. And then finally have hit with the That's one the head coach that I did hit on. I told you he was a stooge. Which one? one? Patricia. Patricia. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I missed on a few lately, but I hit on that dude. All right, coming up next, we'll open up EB's entertainment page. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Brad Spielberger joins us. We've been focusing on what the commanders are going to do at GM. They're interviewing a bunch of guys. Apparently, uh, Peters, the guy from San Francisco, is being interviewed today. I think they interviewed a couple guys Rappaport, yesterday. It, Rappaport said it was yesterday. I thought it was yesterday. I know uh, Borgonzi was. was yesterday. He's the Chiefs today guy. It's Ian Cunningham from the Bears and Halabi from the Eagles. Okay. Th- those are the guys on the sked. Th- hopefully they're doing cannonballs into Josh Harris's silly pool. You might be right. Peters, Peters might have been last night. I think Peters was last mm-hmm. night. Yeah. But anyway, we've been talking about the GM search. We've been talking about the coaching search. Yeah. Eventually, we're going to talk more and more about the draft because they've got the number two pick. And uh, Brad Spielberger, who writes for Pro Football Focus, he'll join us at 9 o'clock because he had some insight kind of comparing statistically Drake May and Caleb Williams, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw a mock draft yesterday. I think our guy Ryan Wilson had the commanders trading up to one to take Caleb. Ah, So we'll talk about that with him. The draft is going to be crazy. It's always fun when you have a high pick. By the way, if you're if where you're, is the draft this year? It's uh, hold on. Last year, South I think wasn't Drabby? it in Kansas City last year? I'm yeah, maybe it was Vegas. Maybe Drabby. I'll have to double check. We might have. To. I'll tell I know you. the. I thought I saw Detroit, Detroit. the other day. Oh, Detroit, yeah. uh, Detroit. I was going to say let's go to the draft <laughs> since they got the number two pick. Right, but I don't want to go to Detroit. <laughs> Time now though to open up the entertainment page. Touch on the Hollywood scene, the music scene, the latest celebrity gossip from Eric Bickle. Before you do your first story, mm-hmm. when you're slotted in for your GM interviews at Josh Harris's compound, mm-hmm. you definitely want the you want the dinner slot, right? You don't want to be the lunch interview. You got to be like the mm, evening feel dinner like, interview, right? And then that could go as long as you want. Well, it's I just like feel like time frame dinner is more important. Do you than have lunch. to wear a suit and tie? I mean, I would think. Like, what else? In Miami, what else? If you showed, if you showed up with like, a, like a, I don't know, like a quarter wear. zip, like they're, they're coaching a game. I would guess these guys are showing up in formal coat formal and, attire. coat and dress shirt, no tie. 
I think you wear what you what wear on the sideline. What if you pulled like an Andy Reid? You wore one of those um, Hawaiian shirts. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. You just look unserious. I have no, no. idea. Dude, I, I don't know. We yeah. showed up at our radio interview in suits, and yeah. everyone mocked us. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, I, you know, I just don't know what to wear. Uh, Valdez, I'm surprised that you didn't have this as the lead story. Uh, Tiger being interviewed today by your boys. From uh, Four Play Pod, yeah, right? I know. I and think they're it, out on the golf course. I think it drops at 10 o'clock. Uh, and supposedly, there, there's already a video out there. Uh, they're doing like a Happy Gilmore bit, and Tiger does his Happy Gilmore. Yeah. And he smokes it. Of course. <laughs> I oh, mean, does it's he? ridiculous. That's pretty hard to do. It looks like it's hard to do. I've never actually tried it. Have you ever, you've no, never tried I've a never, Happy Gilmore not really. golf course? I've tried it so. at least a couple feel like times. We did that for, no, of course not. Yeah. I feel like we did that for that bit we did on Junks TV from Raspberry a Falls years ago. I mean, maybe. I, I just I don't think I could do it. Uh, I don't think so either. Not, not, not at 53. Well, I, I just don't think I could I can't connect hit the ball it, standing well. still yeah. well. Let alone, like, you might hit it better doing Happy Gilmore. You might be right. It's a good point. I probably would. About... Cakes' drive. The last time I played with you, don't well, you no, we played. You're, you're gonna get him the face. No, it's just all good fun. We played in the. We want. Hey, we won a trophy together that this last true. summer. That is very uh, true. Largely on the because of Adam. It feels and good Eric. to be a champion. <laughs> yeah, we're champions. But he hit a drive that went like straight to the left. I don't even know the math on it. I don't know what to tell you. And then JP. he tried to hit it out of the woods. I'm a, I'm a retired golfer at this point. I wish you weren't. Wish you get semi-retired. Pretty semi-retired. Although I'm hitting so many golf balls in my garage, you know, in my little setup, that my left hand is going numb. I'm, I'm not kidding. Yeah, we were so accusing like... you of other things that we found out was your left hand. Yeah, no, left I couldn't hand. do that with my left. No way. I'm Impossible. telling you, that would be a waste of everyone's time. Yeah, I'd be there for months. No, I'm telling you. I think that means. Does that mean a pinched nerve? Does that mean you've pinched a nerve when you're getting like? Tinglys in what, your life? what med school did we go to? Yeah. I don't know, but what else? Why don't know. Know. It would be like muscle fatigue, right? I certainly have Could muscle fatigue. <laughs> I have all that. And I, and I have tennis slash golfer's elbow in both elbows. By the way, a side note. TJ, and my wrist. Did you, this is old news. TJ Oshie definitely shelved golf to try to extend his NHL career. Because... Because he gets hurt all the time. Yeah, limited bendovers. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have that many swings left in him. I thought, I thought really, I thought the isn't he always out just because of concussion? Isn't no, that he's always out. He's got, he's, he's got a litany of injuries. He like, went to Minnesota because he's got a chiropractor up there. He really likes. Yeah. So he's got a back so he thing. Flew, That's why he's out. He now. flew to Minnesota. There's a billion chiropractors here. Right. Yeah, he flew to Minnesota to go see the yep. one he likes. He's got like a guy. Frank Couples. I saw. I saw there was a guy on my reels, my mm-hmm. Instagram reels, because that's where I get all my news. Right. Now. He was that's incredible. He was all crooked. <laughs> he was at the chiropractor. Yeah. He said for nine months. Yeah. He had been. I don't know something happened. He had the goo gook. He had the goo gook. <laughs> and he went in, and the chiropractor just like you know <laughs> pulled his him. neck out. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's walking like ninety percent better. Really? Like hmm. it's unbelievable what the guy did. You ever watch? You ever watch those chiropractor videos? No, some of them. <laughs> you don't get I, them. No, no, I, I, yeah. it, some of some, them they can get a little. It's, satis- it's satisfying hearing like the cracks and everything. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. hey Eric, I was thinking about you the other day because uh-huh. I know how much you like pimple videos. Oh, I, I do. Well, I do enjoy that. But I can't the, do it. the new the new pimple video are sinus videos oh. where they're taking like the sinus rinse the, in uh-huh. the injections. 
and they're going through their nose, and yeah, out yeah. the other nostril looks like a slug's coming out. Oh, that's like amazing. a like a twelve inch slug. Satisfying. So you're using Navage. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like a Navage, or it's like a, a saline injector. Yeah. And they're and they're uh, getting their nostrils cleansed. Part out. of the reason why I like going, I need to do that. Part of the reason why I like doing a sauna. There's a lot of reasons, but it opens up everything inside. And then I get in the shower and I just blow these it's huge, not rockets. Oh yeah, these huge rockets. <laughs> uh, it feels amazing. Gross. All of a sudden, I can breathe. I know what chiropractor videos you're watching. No, no, no. I get I get all the regular ones, but sometimes <laughs> ones? there are no. chiropractor no, videos they're where they're a little sexual. No, I'm not on YouTube. On Instagram Reels, Same deal, like yeah. there'll be a guy, like the chiropractor, and he'll have like the girl's Lululemon shorts like pulled down a little bit, and he's like on her butt. Oh, yeah, <laughs> these guys know what they're doing. The, all their videos are super hot chicks with back problems, right? right. And so their yoga pants and their butt are in your face, and, and then he they're cracks like their back, them. and then they go, oh, <laughs> and, and then it's got twenty million them. views. They do in a three Julianne days. Hoff. They yeah. do that bit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I remember when Dr. Bart would do all that stuff to me, and then they climb on top of you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Couldn't be fun for him. Sure. To do it can be aggressive. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Valdez's lead story, hmm. uh, which we talked about Peacock for a little bit, right? They've oh. got a new dating show, <laughs> Couple the Thruple. Oh. It features couples yeah. deciding if they want to add a third member to their relationship. <laughs> you to the relationship. Amy, thinking no, about that I, don't, I don't think we've sent in our application for a couple to Thruple. So not a threesome. This would be a relationship. Oh, there would be threesomes. Of course but, there yeah. would be. But yeah, yeah, right. It's more commitment involved than the Thruple. Yeah. Uh, trailer dropped yesterday for Peacock's Couple to Thruple. Uh, a new dating show where couples decide whether or not to add a third member to their relationship. Um, I don't know when it actually airs, but it. Listen, if you're if you're debating, oh, I guess February eighth. If you're debating whether or not to get Peacock to watch this football I game this Jason, weekend, I think Jason. I think Jason Bishop would rather have a devil's thruple than pay six dollars for, for Peacock. To I watch, think that's true. To watch the NFL. Game. Is that all it is? Is six bucks? I don't even. Know. Right, it's got to be more than six. Can't bucks. you just? Can't some of these you just get it for thirty days for free and then you cancel? I don't know. Yeah, but if you've already done, if you've already done the free trial, you don't get another one. I don't yeah, know if, if you I can just that. use another fake a Gmail address or something. Maybe you can. Maybe What's funny is I really want to watch that Dolphins Chiefs game. <laughs> You're not going to not watch it. I'm going to go to a buddy's house. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to pay for Peacock. You might be the cheapest guy in the country. How many times does he complain about money? And I'm the cheapest guy. I know, but not for six dollars. If it's six, it might be sixty. I don't know what it is. He may not be the cheapest guy in the country, but he will he will draw a line in the sand and not spend money on certain things. Like if he gets hungry, I just told you start of the show. I spent seven hundred thirty four bucks on my landscaping. Uh, How am I the cheapest guy in the country? I I don't know because you value landscaping. (laughs) I do, but I want to see the Dolphins cheap. I'd rather have a house full of weeds. I'd rather have a dirt front yard (laughs) than spend seven hundred a month on it. I went to a dinner party and this wife was calling her husband cheap. And then I went to his house, and he has four garages. <laughs> I was like, you're calling your husband cheap. Yeah, he's got four. This monster he's got house. 8,000 square foot yeah, house. He's calling him cheap. That means he yeah. probably has three or four cars. I'm just going to have to go. You know what? Rick McSorley, I'm coming to your house Saturday night. <laughs> Dolphins Chiefs, because I know you'll pay for a peacock if you don't already have it. <laughs> coming up next, we'll talk to Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. Get his take on what the commander should do. With the number two pick. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan of Richmond. Appreciate you listening to us on that. You can always check us out on the Odyssey app. Take us on the go. You can watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. 
brought to you by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. It's Fish, Cakes, EB, and JP. That is the foursome. Joining us right now on the BetQL Guest Hotline, it's Brad Spielberger, pro football focus analyst. And, Brad, you've got a GM and coach tracker, right? Hmm. Sure do. Yeah, go check it out at pff.com. So we're obviously here in D.C. talking about all these candidates and a um, bunch of defensive coordinators there. Um, out of the list of seven, I think five are defensive coordinators and two offense coordinators in Slowick. And, of course, the guy who everybody wants, Ben Johnson. What is your take on coaches being hired now overall? Have you found like an, a statistical difference in the offensive guys being hired versus the defensive guys? What's your take? Yeah, I think the easiest way to put this, the best example tying into recent storylines is look what just happened with Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. I think Mike Vrabel is a top 10, maybe top five head coach in the National Football League. Hmm. He had four winning seasons. After two of them, he lost Matt LaFleur, who has now made the playoffs in every year but one in Green Bay, has an awesome offense with a rookie quarterback, or not rookie, but you know, young quarterback who hadn't played. Um, then he loses Arthur Smith. I know Arthur Smith just got fired, but you know, it was a very good offensive coach in Tennessee. And then he has to go to his third option in Tim Kelly, a guy who'd been in Houston for a while, didn't do a whole lot. Um, and flash forward, not saying it's the only reason, but now Mike Vrabel's out of a job. So at the end of the day, the, the risk we always talk about, where if you have the defensive head coach, and this is not to say they shouldn't be on your list. This is not to say a guy like Mike McDonald shouldn't be interviewed by every single NFL team that has an opening because he should. But there is an inherent risk in, in having a defensive head coach. And then if you have, especially, you know, Washington situation, which we'll get into, you have this OC, works for the young quarterback. If it goes well, that guy is gone. And then there's not continuity and stability for offense. And in today's NFL, offense wins games. Yeah, I think we went through it, JP. You can correct me. But out of the 14 head coaches in the playoffs this year, Eight of them are offensive and six are defensive, correct? Did I get that wrong? I'm not sure on the exact number, but it's majority is definitely offense. Majority offense, but it's not like it's overwhelming. So there are some successful head defensive guys. For sure, right. And you also can get the game manager types. You know, I think John Harbaugh, obviously, you know, is a great example. Um, hasn't called plays on either side of the ball for a while now. But, you know, again, it's, if you have a good organizational structure, which we're obviously hoping is going to be the case going forward, it's not an end-all, be-all. It's not a black-and-white situation. Um, I, I do just think at a high level, like let's, let's put it this way. If you said, all right, all else equal, we think Ben Johnson and Mike McDonald are exactly the same. We, we give them both a score of 95 out of 100 on our head coach search, whatever. Mm-hmm. You lean offense. That, that, that's all I would say. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you think it's a no-brainer for the Chicago Bears to draft a quarterback at one, or are you a little intrigued by the way Fields improved his play over the last six, seven weeks? Now, the final week of the season wasn't very good. I don't um, think the analytics are great on Fields, though. He can speak yeah, on that. Yeah, but what, what, what do you think? Is it a no-brainer they, they trade Fields and take a quarterback? Yeah, look, I'm sitting in a room in my uh, closet. There's a Justin Fields jersey, and I think it's the biggest no-brainer of all time. I think it would be one of the biggest oversights and and just craziest decisions to not draft a quarterback at number one overall. Obviously, they had the opportunity last year. I I was in a different camp. I said, hey, you know, it's early. We haven't seen enough. His supporting cast has been abysmal. 
Um, get him some talent around him. See what you can get out of year three if he takes that year three leap. A lot of people are talking about th- this stretch of the second half of the season where he was so much better. The defense led the NFL in turnovers by a comfortable margin. They had one of the better starting field positions of their drives in the entire NFL, and they were 20th in scoring drive rate. They were outside the top 20 in EPA per play, EPA per dropback, success rate. He wasn't much better. He, he was phenomenal against Atlanta. He was terrible against Cleveland. He was terrible against the Packers. And again, the, the protection was not good. It was not entirely his fault. It never has been. But the excuses at a certain point have to run out. DJ Moore is a top 20 wide receiver in the NFL. The offensive line was, again, Green Bay was terrible, but was a, you know, I would say in the, in the 20 to 25 range, which is still not great. But I think you could probably say the offensive line was 32nd last year. You just have to. You start the you restart the rookie contract window. You bring in a really really high level prospect, whether it's Caleb Williams or Drake May. You get a new offensive coordinator, which regardless of what happens, I expect Luke Etsy to be fired the next 48 hours. Um, and, and you see what you can do. Love Justin Fields. Love the person. They all do as well. There just has not been enough enough growth as a passer to to not take quarterback at first overall. Talking to Brad Spielberger, analyst for Pro Football Focus. All right, let's get into Washington. And this is just opinion, but give us your ideal head coach, and maybe it's Ben Johnson, and then let's talk about the number two pick and what you think they should do. Yeah, it is Ben Johnson. You know, I think that would make all the sense in the world. You know, this is a guy that is waiting for a good opportunity, you know, essentially turned down Carolina last year, probably trying to turn them down again this year and go to the right spot. And it's not just because the ball is in the hype. You watch Lions film. I mean, first and foremost, like some stats behind it. But my favorite is, um, you know, when you look at passing plays where the quarterback earns a zero grade, which basically means they just do their job. Um, you know, we're not saying it's negative or positive. It's just, hey, they're operating within the structure of the play um, and, and just kind of doing what is teamed up for them. The Lions have the highest yards per pass in the NFL over the last two years on, on plays where the quarterback gets a zero. And then you look at the rest of the list. Kyle Shanahan, um, you know, he had Jimmy Garoppolo was on there. Purdy's now on there. So it's really just saying when the, the offense is just going to what is designed by the play caller, they're getting the most success out of it. You look at the film, the spacing is beautiful. The concepts are beautiful. They build things off of each other. Um you know, different looks that, that, that offenses think they're keying in on and think that they see a tell and, and they counter. And the thing, too, it, it, which also matters, his run game design is awesome. And, and he loves to, you know, run on like third and five, and, and you know, because he knows he's going to go for it on fourth down. His play sequencing, which kind of ties into that, like play design is half of it. Play sequencing, how you approach the game, how you go through it in certain situations, and, and all of these things I think is also among the best I've seen in a while. Um, so yeah. Hey, Brad, ben I'm Johnson. curious. So you have Ben Johnson number one when the quarterback is just doing his job, give him a zero grade, right? Where was Biennemi? Uh, I don't have the thing in front of me right now, but he wasn't top five. Um, you know, so – Look, I think Vietnamese did some good things. Uh, obviously, it was kind of interesting how, how everything was, you know, you got a lot of receptions and, and, and production out of players not named Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. You spread the football around. You did see Sam Howell's pressure to sack rate come way down the second half of the season. But, yeah, I think he is a good pass game coordinator, and he obviously is a running backs coach at his core. Um, but, yeah, he, he wasn't on the top, you know, at the top of the list. 
Getting back to the Lions for a second, Dan Campbell's got to have his head on a swivel, and I hope he has a good coaching pipeline because not only is Ben Johnson on the commander's list of guys to interview, so is his D.C. Aaron Glenn. So Campbell, I I hope they make a deep run this season because he might have some uh, coaching flux in the lower ranks there next season. It's looking that way. Yeah, so so one name you hear a lot if they do when they do lose Ben Johnson is that their quarter or their uh, pass game coordinator right now, a guy named Tanner Engstrand. Uh, everyone expects he'll just you know step up and be DOC. And obviously we have to see you know what that looks like. Calling plays is different than being a you know designer, all of that. But but the kind of you know belief inside the building is they have a tailor made replacement ready for Ben Johnson and this guy named Tanner Engstrand. On defense, I actually do like a lot of what Aaron Glenn does. Uh, I think you saw it in New Orleans as well. He's a DB's coach first and foremost, um, and you see a lot of growth out of young DB's both in New Orleans. Now you go to Detroit, you see a Brian Branch come along, uh, Kirby Joseph come along, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't think it'd be a devastating loss. I, I think they could find someone to replace Aaron Glenn. All right, so Brad, you're a big fan of Ben Johnson if the commanders can land him. They've got the number two pick. They can do a lot of things. They could potentially trade up for the number one pick. Uh, who is your favorite of the quarterbacks? I saw you tweeting positively on Drake May yesterday, just some of the numbers. So kind of compare the top two candidates. Yeah, you know, I think, honestly, it's a flavor thing, and I think both guys are, are really, really, you know, high-level tier one prospects. I think a lot of the narratives about both of them are, are, are frankly, unfounded in some respects as well. So, you know, I know Caleb Williams, the local kid, you're going to hear a ton about, oh, he, he can't operate inside of structure. It's all this kind of backyard football. Not true. <laughs> uh, you know, not true at all. It's standard dropback play, first read play, all of that stuff. There's plenty of that on his film. Yeah, did he try to do too much this past year in particular um, and, and just kind of dance around and he scrambled drills maybe more than he should have? Yeah, no question about it. The defense is also giving up 50 points a game. He knew that. They literally never got a stop. And I think he was just trying to, you know, overcome that and score a touchdown on almost every play. But it's almost funny. Like, people talk about how bad he was. He had 30 touchdowns and five interceptions, and it's like tanking his stock. Like, it's honestly hilarious. Uh, it just shows prospect fatigue, in my opinion, um, which happens all the time. But elite talent. The arm strength is crazy. The arm talent throwing off weird platforms. The sidearm balls. The quick outs, all of that stuff is as good as you'll see on college film. And then he is a good athlete. He, he runs well. I have no concerns about his size. I get he's not 6'4", he's 6'1", don't really care. Uh, he's big enough. He takes he took some shots as a runner. You don't want to see that. But um, it, it didn't bother him, and I think you can coach him to, you know, get out of bounds or slide. So love him. Drake May, probably the livest arm of the class. I mean, throws absolute javelins, just, just like, very good with trajectory. Uh, I think you see a lot of he knows when to put touch on it, when to throw rifles. I like him throwing over the middle of the field, uh, backside digs, working through his progressions. He has a little bit of Josh Allen to him where he, he uh, I don't really talk about this yet, but he'll take off and take some unnecessary hits and do some crazy zany things too. Um, you want to coach that out of his game a little bit as well. But, um, yeah, long answer short, uh, I think both guys are – you know, top five prospects of the last five years. You stack up every quarterback from, you know, 2019 to now, I guess, to be the five-year range. Um, I think both guys would, would be comfortably in the top five. So you would stack them ahead of guys like Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow when they came out? So I, I think I'd probably still, looking back at the prospect, say Lawrence, and then I think, honestly, yeah, it'd be Caleb Drake. Yeah, Burrow, you know, obviously already very good. 
deserved number one overall pick, probably the greatest college season of all time. The tools for him are not as good as Caleb Williams and Drake May. They're not. I mean, he, he, his arm is not as strong. Um, he's a good athlete, but he's not, not a special athlete. I think both of these guys are special athletes. So, obviously, the, the mental stuff goes into it. There's way more quarterback play than just your physical tools and ability. But, no, as a prospect, these guys are also coming out of college two to three years younger than Joe Burrow was. Um, yeah, uh, as a prospect, these guys are ahead of Joe Burrow, in my opinion. Wow. Um, you know, given all that, there's no <clears throat> doubt um, with this second pick here, Washington has to go quarterback. But I, I do just want to revisit a little bit that I think it's a PFF graph that we would see periodically, and I, I saw it again this week, where I, I like Tal, but admittedly his play was just dropped off so much in the second half. It was kind of, it was kind of staggering, actually. Um, but there was that graph where... Like how, what he was... Separation. The, the separation receivers. from the receivers was like the worst in the league. And I don't know if he had the fewest times to, to, to throw the ball or whatever the hell that was. Can you explain that graph? Do you know that one I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I do. So, yeah, the average separation by the receiver on a snap-by-snap basis. Um, that's kind of what I was talking about with the enemy where, like, I think you saw, like, I, I think he understands what he's trying to accomplish in the past game. Um, but I think his, his foundation is as a run game coordinator, running back coach, and I think that is probably his biggest influence and element in Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at the film for them. There there are times where you saw a lot of guys in the same area of the field, um, which is just going to hurt your separation because you're just kind of making it easier on the opposing defense. Right. And I think the biggest thing I thought was in some of their route combinations, and I mentioned this about Ben Johnson, like. We talk about clear out routes and, and distractions or, or, you know, stuff like that. Like, um, you know, um, I'm blanking on the word now. But, you know, like a guy that runs a route to help sure, everybody else. a decoy route. I, thank you. Thank you. I, I think you saw less of that. Like, I think there was less cohesiveness in, hey, we're trying to scheme this player open and going to use everything else to accomplish that. I think it was more just, here's four routes, go run them. Hopefully someone gets open. Um, it, you know, so, so that was a sp- spacing and just the intentionality, I think, wasn't so- really there. Because um, we know the guys are talented. So, all right, so that's more of an indictment on Biennemi than it is McLaurin, Dotson, you know, et cetera. Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I do think Dotson took a step back this year. I wasn't as impressed, and I was – I could not have been higher on him coming out of Penn State and, and thought he was a fun rookie. I, you know, I don't know what the reason is, but I do think he, he underwhelmed me this year. Terry, uh, I mean, just, just continue to feel bad for the guy. Ho- hopefully he gets to play with a, with a legit offense and quarterback at some point. <laughs> I'm curious, looking back on last year, and of course hindsight's twenty twenty, where did you think the quarterbacks were going in in Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud? Did you have Stroud rated higher than Bryce? I did not. Um, I, I loved what I saw from Bryce in Alabama. Yeah, I'm not going to give you the, the revisionist history lie answer now that we have a year of uh, – of, uh, Data in the NFL. The biggest thing, the most fascinating thing about C.J. Stroud is the biggest knock we had on him was he, he was the highest-graded quarterback in the entire country when kept clean in a clean pocket. He was our most accurate charted quarterback. This isn't great. This is mm-hmm. literally charting the accuracy of every throw. He was number one in the country over the two year, final two years of college. However, he had a, a grade when pressured outside the top 100 in college football um, for us over his last two seasons. And the weirdest thing ever was in that Georgia game in the college football playoff, mm-hmm. he was exceptional against pressure. He was manufacturing throws, uh, uh, evading guys, avoiding sacks, all these things, keeping his eyes downfield. And make, 
And that has translated. Like, one game in college that goes against everything else he did has completely translated to the NFL. And it's like you saw in the indie game, he, he was, you know, navigating pressure, avoiding avoiding pressure, and making these bombs downfield. He did it all year long. So it's kind of the weirdest thing. Um, anyway, with Bryce, I mean, the situation was terrible. Worst pass catching core in the NFL easily, in my opinion. Maybe the Patriots can take that award. Um, and the offensive line was bottom five. Frank Wright, the game has passed him by. They, they were – you know, bottom five in the NFL in, in uh, pre-snap motion. They didn't scheme anything open. There was no intentionality of what they were doing. But <laughs> Bryce was not good. I mean, I mean, he was he was very very poor this year. But I, I still believe they can turn it around. Um, but yeah, I mean, Stroud had one of the best rookie seasons of all time. So. We got to go. Just to recap, though, you would have right now as prospects both Caleb Williams and Drake May ahead of guys like Bryce Young. C.J. Stroud and Joe Burrow, if it was all coming out at the same time. Yep. Wow. The thing that the thing that worries me about, and Brad, I don't know, you obviously study the X and O's and watch film and all that. I just watch games. But the thing that will worry me about Caleb is just the maturity. Um, you know, writing F Utah on his fingernails. He refused to talk to the media after the UCLA loss. I just think there's an immaturity about him physically and his talent. Yeah, I get it. May just seems like um, a better kid from a better, you know, he's from an athletic background. Um, I don't think he would ever do that. Um, and and maybe I'm making too much out of it, but that would concern me about taking Caleb number one overall and him maybe start to blame other people if things aren't going well. I just think that's his personality. Yeah. I hear you. I'll just say this quickly. One of the people running the search uh, for the commanders in, in Rick Spielman, who I worked with, I can tell you, is a old-school, tough-nosed dude, yeah. said he thought that the Notre Dame second-half tape actually made him like Caleb Williams even more because he thought his body language and his mentality coming out of a really bad first half was, was very, very good, and he didn't quit, didn't give up, and thought he played a, a better second half against Notre Dame, probably the worst game of his college career. So I hear you. I'm not arguing with you. But th- there's the opinion of a guy who is currently trying to help you guys find a GM and a head coach. Yep. <laughs> All right, Brad, appreciate the time and insights. Always great. It's Brad Spielberger from Thank Pro Football it. Focus. Thank you, Brad. Coming up next, are you bitter that you may have to pay to watch a playoff game? So because of all the news here with the Washington Commanders, we never really talked about what happened this weekend and the playoff schedule coming up. Um, C.J. Stroud led the Texans into the playoffs in basically a playoff game. If the Colts won, they were going to be in. Texans won, they were going to be in. Came down to the last minute. Gardner Minshew maybe didn't make a great pass. Hit the running back on the hands it on the fourth and one pass. call. <laughs> I think they were on like the twenty yard line, and there's no no guarantee that they were going to score. They needed a touchdown, right? But it would have been first and goal from inside the ten. I don't think it would have been first and goal. It would have been all right, maybe just maybe yeah, just yeah. outside. The yeah, 10. yeah, but yeah. they had a very good chance to score. But C.J. Stroud came out with a seventy five yard pass. That was a great on the first throw. play touchdown. I think he only had five incompletions. I thought his best pass was that one where he was scrambling around, backing up, and just threw to a spot. And Collins had a huge day. Um, Nico became a stud this year. I don't think so, Ron Rivera knows what to make of a rookie quarterback leading a team to a playoff berth. He can't even wrap his head around it. So that's mm. that's your first game on Saturday. There's two games on Saturday, three on Sunday, and then Monday night you have Eagles and Buccaneers. And we haven't talked about the Eagles. They've lost five out of six, just spiraling and out of control. 
Um, Buccaneers Injuries. getting into the playoffs, even though they did they scored nine points, uh, but they played Carolina, so they won that game. Nine points, well, plenty. Well, but here's, also in that game, coming into it, Baker Mayfield had like rib issues, mm-hmm. and then he hurt his ankle, and he was hob- literally hobbling around the rest of the game. There's no way that just went away this week. So he's got the the ribs and the ankle issue to deal with against the Eagles. Yeah, but he's probably licking his chops because the Eagles secondary stinks. Oh, it's not good. Uh, Sam, Howell. Sam Howell. Sam Howell had but good they, days. They better him. score more than nine. Um, but here's what happens on Saturday. So we'll get excited. NFL playoffs starts on Saturday, four thirty. You watch the Browns Texans, Flacco against C.J. Stroud, and then you're like, "Oh, this is awesome! We can watch Dolphins Chiefs." Mm-hmm. Except. If you don't have Peacock. Yeah. Well, it's on I it, Peacock. The, the solution is, is easy. You get Peacock because you're not. <laughs> it's like going to a movie. You're not. Right? Yeah. Like what you, else are you going to spend? How much money do you that, spend to go to a movie? How much are you spending on Peacock? Like take that amount. Think about what else is going to bring you the joy of an NFL playoff game for 20 bucks. Did or you see bucks. the. Did you see. Of course um, it's worth the money. Did you see that the. the 2023 year in review yeah, of top-rated TV yeah, shows. A hundred out of the top hundred, I think ninety-three were NFL broadcasts. Ninety-three out of ninety-three 100. out of hundred NFL games. We're top Plus shows now, on TV. They're adding from couple to thruple, February eighth. <laughs> so you think that'll crack so the you, top one hundred? So like, no, I'm just saying if you <laughs> oh, if, you're, if you're on the fence about it, well, <laughs> right. you get the added bonus. Sure, that's you get your, to watch from that couple pushes to you over. Yeah, yeah, right. A lot of people are upset. If you want to chime in, eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. I I know. Look, there are ways to get around streaming services too. Yeah, I'm but just, they're not that great. I believe me. I watched plenty of like shady games and <laughs> right. fights, and it, it's never great. It's always better to just cough up the dough and pay. Mm-hmm. And listen, yeah. I don't like the Amazon Prime bit on Thursdays. And I'm an Amazon Prime guy. Are you kidding? Like, uh, it's still a pain in the ass, like, kind of to go to just Amazon to remember it. Prime. <laughs> to I mean, me, it's just to remember it's it. It's one extra step. Prime. It's like yeah. one extra step. Like, I've gotten used to it. Like I know. I go into my remote and say Prime. Are there but some I mean, Thursdays where I start looking around like, okay, that, where, that yeah. snaps exactly. in my brain. Like, okay, the game's on Prime. It yeah. just adds it another wrinkle. It's just another pain in the ass. So I get the complaint. I know. I'm just gonna have but. to remember. Like I do not have Peacock right now. I couldn't tell you one thing that's on Peacock except for now a couple of the Office, <laughs> Parks and Rec, all, now, all of your NBC programs. If it was old a regular, shows, yeah. any current shows. Oh, I don't know about current. Anybody watching anything on Peacock? Not that I can tell. Is it you. worth anything except for this game? Yellowstone. Point, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, Yellowstone. I'm out, Yellowstone. I'm out on that. Um, <laughs> Like, so if there behind. was a once-a-week game, like yes. on Sunday Slate, yeah. it was on Peacock, screw that. Unless the Skins were playing. But come playoff time, you everyone's got to watch all the playoff games. Like, yeah. you can't blow off a playoff game if you're a fan, I think. And believe me, I don't care about the rest of the league. But come playoff time, you got to be locked in. I think it's a garbage move by the NFL. Look, it's six bucks, whatever. I, if I really wanted to watch it, I could. So you're and not going to? No. I, I will not give Roger Goodell... Six bucks for this. Or, <laughs> really? Or Just buy one Dick less Engel coffee. Or whatever his dumb name is. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not the money. It's the principle of it. It's one game. It's not. It's not Amazon Prime where you get week after week you get games. And it's you a also playoff get game. It's a slap in the face to the fans. Uh, it's all about the money. It's a slap in the face to the fans. But I just know it's all about the money. Mm-hmm. I know, but it, everything's about the money. Yes, at, at all times, correct. Forever. Then just, yes, then make us nothing. The, 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 everything's about money. It's 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 a one off. That's that's my annoyance with. Well, it's the it, beginning. It, what I would look at it as, it's this is the beginning. 
It's only going to get worse. Right, they're going to add more games you're, on Peacock. Yeah, you're you're right. Games. No, you're gonna more well, that, you know what? Those are less games I'll watch. Not playoff games. You're going to watch playoff games. I'm going to watch. You're going to go I'm, to Rick McSorley's, but you're going to watch playoff games. Correct. And eventually, I'm, I'm kind of I'm with that stance of where a draft's coming from. I'm not going to pay for a game that I should be watching. I pay 300 bucks a month for DirecTV that has all these freaking networks. I should be able to watch it on one of those networks. Well, especially if you pay for NFL package or whatever. Yes, exactly. You know well, my I mean? thing about signing up, and they know this, I always forget to cancel. Right, you're not going to cancel. And then eventually. Well, that's what they're like, banking. I, I remember yeah. I signed up for Red Zone last year. I think we're paying for two Netflixes. I pay for Red Zone in April. Why am I paying for Red Zone in April? It's a good point. It, I'm paying for Red Zone in May, June, because July, August. Spreading your payments out over a year. That's what but you doing. could also just cancel it and then boom, get it in, in September. You yeah, never but they're do. still going to You could also just not out. pay and uh, watch the lesser product, the NFL game day. Live. That is a horrible yeah. product. It's, it's, it's so not well, live. It's not as great. It's not live, and they have commercials. <laughs> yeah. don't, but don't you guys like to just lock in on one game? You don't like sometimes, that. sometimes, yeah. yeah. I, I, sometimes I, I, I have package and all that. Now sometimes I, just, I have red I zone. Let me, ask, they let me ask a question. Is Peacock slash NBC, are they, is this game predetermined before the playoffs start or are they able to cherry pick which game? Not sure. I, I don't know. Why, why, why does that matter? Well, number one, they probably took the, the most intriguing matchup out of all of the, the wild card matchups. And number two, it's a complete slap in the face. Because now they're banking on Swifties to go uh, pay for Peacock so they can watch Taylor in the box. It's <laughs> mm. a good point. Not sure how that works. I bet you the highest rated game of the week though will be the Packers at Cowboys. Probably. That's why I like it's in that Sunday well, four thirty slot. It's also on a major, you know, it's on the major mothership network. It's not like some app that you have to stream. You have to grasp. Is last it minute to get I it. can remember watching golf, and sometimes it goes over to Peacock. It's definitely happened. Yeah, well, like if it goes over the coverage, or goes like over if the a, coverage, like if there's a, a rain delay or playoff. What's happened? Mm. Definitely been to Peacock for that. So I, I just, I just accept. Well, I it. understand that because there's there's rights. Like for instance, you have a broadcast window from X until X. Yeah, no, I know. And if this isn't just putting something on the Peacock brand, I'll add Peacock. I'm sure. I'm gonna, this is just the mechanics, though. Sometimes if you're toggling between two shows, it sucks when you got to switch to a different streaming yeah, service. I definitely don't like changing inputs. Right. <laughs> changing inputs is a pain in the ass. Oh, never do that. I've got silly Apple TV. Just hop around on the, the interface. I mean, I have a smart TV, too, but I like, sometimes I watch my stuff on my Xfinity, and then mm-hmm. I go to my smart TV. And then, oh, man, you got a lot a lot of hoops that you're jumping through. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. <laughs> so many providers. Are people the only bitter. one, though, that uses different inputs. Are people bitter at the NFL for throwing this game on Peacock Saturday night? Dolphins at Chiefs. <sighs> All right, let's go to Dawn. Hey, Dawn, you're on with the junkies. Hi, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Great. Hello, How Dawn. are you? Okay, um... I was telling, uh, I guess it was Drab, that, you know, yeah, it sucks that it's on Peacock, but I have Peacock, and there's some good shows on there, but, you know, Jason and his wife can come watch the house, up, come watch the game at my house, <laughs> or they should be showing in a glory days, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, I know, you have to pay for it, that's a pain in the butt. Where do you live, Dawn? I live in Manassas. Yeah, hey, I can't go to Manassas. <laughs> this no, okay, all no. right, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. You actually, you actually can't go out to watch a game at a bar at Peacock because it's illegal for um, Peacock to air. The no, no, no. It's illegal for bar. restaurants or establishments to have streaming services uh, on their TV. Is it really? Yes. Really? Wow. Yes. Did not know oh, that. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, but what about when? 
you go watch the games and they have it on the different channels. They have it on um, whether so, they have direct TV or whatever and things like that. So there's no th- bars that have Thursday night games, Valdez? Like if you went to Glory Days to watch the Commanders, you can uh, do that because the Commanders, they, they, Amazon puts the game on local TV. No, so, I understand, but like a Thursday oh, night game. Thursday night game? Yeah, yeah that's watch. a streaming service. I thought they had deals worked out with restaurants. Where they were able yeah, to show I don't know. That's, that's, I don't know. We uh, I, we went out to go watch the Caps opener that was on ESPN Plus, and we were told that that can't air you can't Plus. air it because it's on a um, subscription based service. Mm. Hmm. But what if the restaurant has that subscription based service? The restaurant that had the, the restaurant has the su- subscription based service, but they weren't allowed to do it. Hmm. Oh, okay. That's what I was told. Oh, Thank to you, Don. Thanks, Don. Right, you're very welcome. Y'all have a great day. All I right, love you listening. Too. Y'all listen to you every day. Thank oh, you, Don. You're sweet. Thank you, Don. All right. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. All right, let's go to Dave, Virginia Beach. Dave, what's up? Hey, fellas. I watch you on uh, Monumental every morning. Uh, I'm watching you right now. That's awesome. why I'm calling in. Thanks, buddy. I'm a Dolphin fan. Um, I would not pay for Peacock just to get this game. I'm with Trav. I think Lurch. It's it's the beginning. Yes, like like Eric said, but it's it. When is it going to be we're going to pay for all the playoff games? I just don't like it. I don't, I don't like, like it game. either, but... Dude, you're a Dolphin fan? And you're like a, I mean, come on. No, no. So we have Peacock. I asked my wife, and she said, yeah, yeah we got right, it. So you already so got it. <laughs> right. So you're bluffing. <laughs> right, that's how most people don't even know what streaming <laughs> right. services they have. By the way, right. you've seen the Thanks, weather, buddy. The weather you, for the Kansas City game? Oh, Potentially snow? the coldest home playoff game in Kansas City history. At night, it's going to be minus six degrees. Wow. <laughs> Imagine. And last year was the warmest all your money year on, on record. Bet, 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 oh, bet the Dolphins all your money have... against the Dolphins. Because <laughs> they, there is no way. Team. I mean, Tyreek is used to it, but there's yeah. no way two is going to play well in no. that one. I don't think he's played that well the second half of the season. He doesn't play great on the road. By the way, that, with, with wind gusts, unless it's here, per hour. unless it's when here. When you probably. order, so that Jason brings up a point. You still have DirecTV, right? You're still yep. that dinosaur that yep. does that third. Per- <laughs> do Do you still buy the NFL package, or are you out on that? I've I've got he said the, he's paying for it. You yeah. pay for it. Yeah, that is BS. It's, so that means no, that doesn't include playoff games. Then mm. it's regular right. season packed. Crazy yeah. man. Yeah, I guess so. And it's remember it's on YouTube now. I know. Yeah. I know yeah, that. Yeah, which actually I loved. It was well worth the money for me because I had all year watch all the Seahawks games. But again, it's just and of course we, I every, everyone under the age of fifty knows the workarounds. You can watch these on these dumb websites, but they're never as good. It's never as good. Never it's consistent. Never Sometimes you lose it. it. It's it's crappy. Copy. Yeah, laggy. It's not as good. It's better just ads. to cough it up and pay the six bucks. Right, exactly. Just don't go to dinner one time or you know whatever it is. <laughs> All right, got to take a break. If you want to chime in, eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. We're the junkies. Coming right back. This portion of the junk's brought to you by Don't Sleep Energy Drink. Don't Sleep has all of your energy and performance needs covered. Get some now at don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code junkies. And remember, Don't Sleep makes you, yes, you, Ricky, that's listening right now, great. I like to be great. Sure. I'm going to steal one out of Drive's office on the way out. Get steal some Don't one. Sleep. Stuff it down my pants. All right. So people are still ch- uh, chiming in here, annoyed by the whole peacock situation. Hey, I wanted to, we didn't really get like follow up on the Spielberger thing with you. Mm-hmm. Did his take on Caleb and Drake excite you? Yeah, it's great. I mean, if he thinks both those guys are, he, he has them higher rated than Burrow. I mean, I saw you... like a little twinkle in your eye when he said he had them higher yeah. than Burrow. Well, I mean, he's making a massive statement. There. Yeah. That's a yeah. massive statement. Now, I'm also t- knocking him a little bit because he was a Bryce Young guy. Now, everybody yeah. can be wrong. I've been wrong plenty. 
Um, but I like that. I the only thing that concerns me a little bit is I'm a little off. I'm a little put off by the Caleb distraction stuff, the mm-hmm. fingernail stuff. The That's weird... what I brought up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think the maturity worry, is an issue. I I do. I. I worry that we'll end up with the wrong one of the two. Uh-huh. That's I, I, the only thing. I, I just saw um, on CBS Sports, um, it was Matt Ryan, former Falcons uh, quarterback, great quarterback who's become an analyst, with Ryan Wilson, and I think it might have been Brian McFadden. I'm not sure who it was, the, the third guy, and they were going through the top five quarterback prospects. And Matt Ryan said, he goes, I hate to say the comp for Caleb Williams is Patrick Mahomes. He goes, but I watched the film. Mm-hmm. It's, he goes, it's probably hard for him to have that comp. So he said Patrick Mahomes. This one troubled me a little bit about Drake May. So Ryan Wilson said he does his podcast with Rick Spielman. And Spielman mm-hmm. has comped Drake May. And Spielman, of course, is in charge of this search yeah. for mm-hmm. a coach and a GM. And who involved. knows if he's going to be involved in the future. Yep. That he likens Drake May to Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. But then Ryan Wilson said, my comp is Daniel Jones. <laughs> oh, that is a scary comp. If I mean, that's... it's just comps. And yeah, Daniel yeah, Jones, but... look, he physically, stature-wise, athletic. Daniel he's got an Jones arm. has moments. Yeah. I've seen Daniel Jones play <laughs> really Commanders. well. I'm sorry. I've seen yeah. him play really well. So he's also we'll had see. a lot of moments you, where he's played like a buffoon. You're not going to know for three years because you got to give a first round pick three years. If three years he's Daniel Jones, well, you failed. But like if Spielberger thinks that they're both franchise altering quarterbacks, the, picking either one hopefully is a hit for the commander. Think about how good Trevor Lawrence was in college. Right, he was a dominant quarterback. Mm-hmm. He was a dominant player, a great player in college. And he looked awful the last five weeks in the regular season right. in the NFL. Now. The the shoulder injury had something to do with it, no doubt. But I mean, how much have don't you didn't you expect more success from Trevor Lawrence? I certainly did. Um, in the last couple of years, I hundred percent did. And well, didn't he lead them in like a ridiculous did. comeback in the playoffs last year? Yeah, yeah I thought that Chargers. was gonna. I thought that Chargers was gonna, game. I thought he was, he was just gonna take off this year. And I, I agreed with you. I thought he was gonna be an MVP candidate this year. Yeah, and that's how hard the position is now. I will give him a, maybe a pass. I don't know. We'll see what happens in the offseason. And that when they were 8-3 and three and they were rolling, now he wasn't playing super great, Mm-mm. but they then faced much tougher competition. They faced, like, the Ravens. They faced, I think, the AFC North teams, right? Yeah, they had, yeah the schedule got tougher. Schedule got tougher, but I think he got hurt. He did. And he had a banged-up shoulder, and every week it was a question, is he going to play? Is it going to be C.J. Beathard? Is it going to be Trevor Lawrence? So maybe we're going to find out that he needed, you know, shoulder surgery. Well, that shoulder certainly... If there was a regular, you know, a, a, a game that he didn't need to play to make the playoffs, then he wasn't wasn't going to play. But they had to win. I mean, it's <laughs> shocking the, the way they fell out of playoff contention. And like maybe some of those throws, some 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 of those out throws were just terrible. Right. The fourth down play to Ingram late, where they needed they were driving to possibly win the game. That was an awful throw. But back to the Commanders, ZB. I maybe know you said you weren't going to get excited mm-hmm. until they won eleven games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Said no coach was going to excite you, no GM was going to excite you. Number two pick. I mean, I think look, eight straight losses it wore on you. So on Monday when you came in here after a couple weeks off, you were like, "Oh, there's no hope. It doesn't matter." No, I, I felt that way for a while. Okay, but <laughs> that, that's Monday. kind of the beaten down, mm-hmm. same old skins you fan, down right? The, the same right. old skins fan. Yeah. But I saw a little prickle in your eye when he said, "Better than Joe Burrow." Well, don't you think that's ridiculous? I mean, that's, that's one, high praise. That's, one, that's as high a praise as you could get. That's one person's opinion. Understood, yeah, but yeah. 
I, but it's that, also based on the analytics. You're actually seeing a lot of really good reports on Drake May. I'm just going to assume for the sake of argument for now, and it'll probably change, but the Caleb goes one. Most and likely, so yeah. That's who we thought Whether all along. Whether it's the Bears or somebody trading changed, in there. Things changed. We thought Tua was going to go one years ago. Yeah. Um, so I'm just assuming Caleb's going to go one, and we're going to get Drake Drake. And the reports I've seen on Drake have been really, really good. Yeah, yeah. The the the, so. the scared same old Skins fan is saying, "Oh, another North Carolina quarterback." And his this season statistically wasn't as good as the season before. Again, I've heard that before. Okay, which is the same thing that happened with right, Sam. Hold Howell. on, hold on. I know his number one receiver, Tez Walker, who is going to be an NFL. I know, receiver. but that's the same thing happened to Sam. <laughs> That a lot of the conversation with Sam was right, but I'm saying yeah, his his stats would have been better. Yeah, Yeah, right. Same thing with Sam. Sam's third year was not as good because he lost receivers. He had to run the ball. Right, you know, it was the same thing. The difference is the size. But Drake May is is looked as a much better prospect than Sam ever was. No, Sam was looked as a first round guy after his sophomore year. Not when he was selected. Not when he was drafted. Not when he was drafted. But after his sophomore year, he was. But listen, I don't care. And the size has something to do with it. They're gonna draft a quarterback. They're gonna draft. I'm fine with it. The only thing is, they got twenty six guys, I think, under contract. So I mean, this roster—it's going to look totally different. I have no idea who's going to be there. Yeah. We got no offensive line. Uh, you know, you're not just, though. You're not, not. I don't think there's going to be some miraculous you're turnaround. You're cool with the the hundred percent tra- draft quarterback. I mean, what else are you going to do? No, there's still not, some. No, there's still, really yeah, yeah, there's still no, some no, people. I, there's still some people that go. Got to build up the line no. first, well, then no, get your quarterback. Those, people, those people are stupid. You don't have an opportunity. You don't have an opportunity. And there's still some howlers out there. You're not no, a howler anymore. No, I like Howl. I think give, he might have a resurgence like Baker did. Like everyone wrote off Baker Mayfield a couple years ago. Um, I think Howl could play, but, but you just, wouldn't choose to move apart. forward with him as your starter. I, I don't think anybody could could say he won the job. He didn't win the job the way Got he played three the, times down the way the he played down the stretch. Believe me, I don't think it was all. That's what you're saying. But the rookie is going to have his work cut out for him. Yeah, no doubt. And he better have a better OC. Is that OC that we had? <laughs> Mediocre. Yep. Well, Gotta you know get he's have a better head coach. Yeah. For Bish, Cakes, EB, I'm JP. We will see you tomorrow. B, Mitch, and Finley up next right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.